Holy All right. shit, boys. Before right. we get started real quick, I had a quick surprise for Sal. Oh, fuck. What is it? What is it? It's the bag, isn't it? Whoa. You ruined everything! <laughs> <laughs> Everything's ruined. So is he fired now? Because I got fired last Straight time. Straight fired. Hang on. No, you messed it up for good. Oh, shit. My system didn't fall over on me. <laughs> oh, you mean like Brandon's camera? <laughs> we could easily edit this yeah. and make it funny. Like, yeah, yeah, it'll work. I've said that to myself several times. And it didn't work out. We do an audio podcast, so like I edit, like I, I'll edit out all the ums and the silences or whatever. Yeah. I'll be in the middle of making a really cogent argument, and then I'll be like, oh, crap, I just forgot this thing. And there's like a big 20-second silence. I'm just like, edit. I'll even like, I'll leave messages for myself, and they're like, you need to edit this part out. No shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Earlier when Matt went on a tangent about Gundam for 20 minutes, you need to edit that out too. Oh, I like, fuck. I remember Gundams. I had a couple of the toys back when, when I was a little kid, dude. No. My brother Matt, he still plays with Gundams. Like, he still has like the fuck, like, he'll get like uh, those like models and the shit. The Gunplaws? Yeah. yeah, that's what Matt that loves to do. Yeah. yeah. All right. As I was saying, sorry about that. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Mother trucker. My oh! mom made us. A cu- made us Whoa! Some, uh, Shot glasses. Oh, that's little that's lobster. Sick. Hell glasses. yeah! What'd you bring to Damn. take a shot with? You like brandy? Did you bring something? Wow! Little 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 celebratory brandy to Dude, kick the okay. episode off. We'll, we'll fucking do it. We will fucking do it right now. I Whenever I, I hear brandy, I always think of like uh, brandy. Always strikes me as such a, like a dandy drink. Like you always imagine like old British generals. You don't have to fill it up. They're pretty Careful. tall. Glass of brandy. It's a it's a sweet. There we go. Oh fuck! Cheers! Cheers to to the uh, new era of the Sor- lobster. Yeah. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> I'll drink uh, this chocolate beer. <laughs> Woo! Oh, that's all nice. right. Refreshing. And with that, welcome back, everybody, to Lobster Party. Uh, we're joined today by Rob Naji. 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 Sorry. <laughs> all right. It's only uh, the the entirety of my like. Uh, Elementary school. Me too. School me too. My last name's just bizarre. Is it I still Venecia. Vene- it's Vene- <laughs> I'm sure it's, it's either Venezia or Venezia. Venezia. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I still can't say it. I've, I've known you, you longer. Say, than- no, you say it perfect, bro. Venezia. 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 So okay. see, I oh, still say it Venezia. The Venici. A lot. I've known a lot of people to say Valencia. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. It's like where's the L? There's not even an L in there. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, me too. People are always thinking like Hall or How or you know, <laughs> no, it's my not my shit is easy. But uh, Rob, thank you for joining us, man. Of course, man. I love a good podcast. Hell yeah! I'll suck the air out of this room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so, uh, what's new, man? What's been going on with you lately, man? I'm not gonna lie. The last two days, I've slept until like four, and I wake oh, up. And, four? I wake up and it's already dark out, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Because I I keep getting up too late, and then I screw up my sleep cycle, and then I just stay up in the studio like working on. I I, I just lightning struck my brain last night. I got a new idea for a song. Like I'm like, okay. one of, I'm one of those things like when the, when a vocal melody like strikes me, I'm like, I gotta go up and record that right now, or I will forget it and I'll kick myself forever. It was really good, and I uh, I had uh, Luke was over a few days ago working on the acoustic version of Angel. Yeah, cool. Which is, all, which is all done. He should be here. I'll actually probably send it to you guys if you want to hear it. Uh, but like he had it in like he had the guitar on like a special custom tuning. So I took that tuning and just tuned it down a whole step or whatever and just wrote this because like the vocal melody I was doing was like really high. I was like, no one's gonna be able to sing that. So I was like, I tuned it down and I quickly recorded like a bunch of acoustic guitars and edited them and it turned out really good. I just gotta like find someone dope to sing on it now. Nice. I'm not I'm not a good singer, so I gotcha. <laughs> That's what's up, man. 
I, I need to make a I need to make a better habit of of like whenever an idea strikes me, actually like recording it or writing it down or something like that. I've tried to get better about stuff like that in general, like especially like for stuff with the podcast. If I, I'll I'll think of a funny topic or I'll think of something funny in general, and I'll be like, oh, that would be awesome for that. I need yeah. to write that. I'll write it down in a second. I remember when I first and then got I fucking like, don't. When I first got like access to like studio stuff and recording gear, I was like, I'm gonna record everything. I'm gonna have like 90 songs, and nobody tells you you're gonna have like like 80 just unfinished ideas that you're like you realized weren't, <laughs> oh, weren't yeah. they you that you realized weren't that good in the first place. Like I'll have a I like I I'm really into like uh and you probably know cuz Luke it's a lot on a lot of Luke stuff. I love like elect- electronic music and like oh, c- yeah. cinematics and all that stuff and like really like what I end up doing is I'll like write like a dope intro and then the stuff I write after it is never nearly as good. I'm like ah. <laughs> 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 I always get that little shit going at the beginning yeah. sometimes yeah i need i need to like i need to I've, I've been learning to like to trim it just a little bit so i don't get i don't want the stuff i do i, I actually kind of do don't mind the stuff being like oh that's a rob intro i don't mind people who have like like i've had a couple people who like message me or whatever like, oh i heard this thing you did with luke or whatever and i was like how do you get those those like those big like like cinematic intros or whatever and i was like man i honestly i just listen to a bunch of trailer music and i just like steal the i steal the formula or whatever uh, but like, I really, I always really enjoy like putting those things into the music because I think it's a lot of things. A lot of like musicians don't take advantage of at all. There's a lot of musicians out there that are like, if you have like electronics playing and there's nobody on stage, like it's fucking, fucking Mariah Carey shit, man. You're fucking fake <laughs> right. playing, dude. Yeah. And I was like, man, like that's like, that's a, I always thought that was a, all my favorite bands around here always had that kind of stuff like peppered into their music. And when I think of like the bands and I'm like, oh, I don't really like this band that much. It's usually cause it's like, there's only so many like generic like five finger death punch knockoff bands that you can hear and be like like stimulated by that's why i love bands like like star set and nothing i more. love, I love star, set. star set bro huge star set like fan. fit for a king has all that stuff in there yeah. and shit and like yeah. i just i i love all that stuff even when it's not like a heavy band like i like my my me and my ex-girlfriend like she got me to like lots of chill step music and i would just turn that stuff on in the background and stuff and like yeah i dig it hell yeah so uh Dark from day one, man. Um, how 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 did you get associated with them, and how long have you been in that band, dude? I mean, I've kind of been in it off and on for a while. I met Natal back in like 2014 or whatever. Like we were me, I was in another band called This Burns Through that fell through, uh, and <laughs> I went to Natal to like help me pre-produce some stuff before we went back up to the studio in Memphis or whatever. And uh, that was like I had seen them live once or twice back when like the Fire Within came out, and uh, they were really cool. And, uh, I went to him to help me produce this stuff. And that was kind of the first thing we ever really did together. And then I didn't talk to him or see him for like several years or whatever. And then they changed their name to from day one. And I hit him up one time and I was like, man, you need to let me like produce a song for y'all. Just like take one of these old songs that you'll never do anymore and give it like the, the good treatment or whatever. And we ended up taking that song that they did back in like 2012 called the path. And we just re-recorded it. I told you the third time, first time I met Luke was showing him that song mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, I don't know why I pointed at the empty chair. <laughs> it's not empty. No, that, that's Luke, the lobster. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah. That's our uh, special guest uh, lobby yeah. filling in the space. Right on. <laughs> and uh, so I, I convinced him to do it. Uh, it, it weirdly, like it kind of led to the end of that era of the band. Cause like we were, huh. we, we were recording the song. Like some people were on board. I, I, I told them like, I wanted to like put lots of production value into it and stuff. And like some people, weren't really as on board with like some of the more electronic elements or whatever. And I wish that like, 
I always thought dark, like I always thought dark from day one and from day one sounded like two different bands in a way, which is not, if you like from day one more than dark from day one or whatever, like that's fine. But like, I always thought one sounded like a nineties alternative band and one sounded like a, like a aggro modern rock band. And I always thought there was like a, that the, the songs never fit together. Right. And I wanted uh-huh. to, I wanted to get back to the older sound, but make it like fresh and modern. And that's basically, so I, I did that song. And then that I nothing came of that. I was assuming I was gonna like, and then like low key I would like produce the rest of the record, and then like it, it, it didn't really happen. But uh, and then if, like they went through a lineup change, they wanted to go back to start from day one. They asked me if I'd play guitar, and I said yeah. So uh, yeah, it's been like that ever since. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Dark from day one many many years ago at one of the Edge Fests. Yeah. I think it was the they one played two where. Of them. I remember Edge Fest Seven. They opened Edge Fest Seven with a Vinge Sevenfold and Stone Sour. It was that one where I saw. Yeah, them. I, was yeah. Yes. I was there too. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. And they did one with Stained. There was one with Stained was there, and they did that one. Oh mm-hmm. shit! Okay. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, like that's that's the kind of the era that I remember, and it was like them at their uh, their their height height of their powers or something like that. And uh, yeah, I got to join them and writing a bunch of new tunes mm-hmm. uh, and stuff. It's really given me a chance to like um, kind of like play around with like stuff that I would never have written before. In a lot of ways, like the stuff that I used to write was very much, I was like, a, I was a real scene kid. Like when I was in 2012, like I was listening to like, I was like, as I lay dying and like, that's it. Wait a I minute. St- I, I, I still like, wait. love as I lay dying. <laughs> yeah. As I lay dying is scene, bro. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying. Like I that wouldn't was, say. They were, they were like, they were like my, like I would, if there was a band that I was trying to like clone myself to like make my band that, it was yeah. that or whatever. And, and then as, as okay. I, there's as, nothing wrong with that, by the way. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. I, if anything, as long like, as you didn't try to kill your wife, no, yeah, yeah. Right. don't get me started on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. When that dude, when that, when all that shit happened, all the people are like, man, he's fucking frame, bro. Metalheads are such fucking assholes. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I knew he did it. Yeah, and I was like, dude, like that dude's been like, like roided up and going crazy, and like, and then like, uh, that's um, the motive. Fucking uh, Nick Heepa just left the band. Yeah, yeah. he left the band because he was like that big, like tearful reunion video they all had where they Tim came back and they talked it out and stuff. He was like, yeah, apparently that's all pretty much bullshit. That band is. Damn. Kind of, I, I look at that band as kind of like a like kind of a cynical business now. Like wow. they're they're the god. Like to me, like they're like the gods of like SoCal metalcore and stuff. But like, right. I, it kind of tarnished my ability to like that band and feeling like everyone in that band is like, well, we kind of built this really popular thing and kind of keeps us all fed. We should probably feed that or whatever. But uh, you could tell too. Cause like in that video, Nick is the one who gets all emotional is like crying the whole time. So like it, I find it very kind of telling that he's also the one that left. Cause maybe it's not as genuine as it seems at first hand. Yeah. It sucks yeah. hearing that man, because like, fuck they're they're one of my favorite bands personally like i love them so fucking much you know and like i gotta like set all that shit aside and be like like i like the the music i like the new new stuff like and look when he came when he got out of jail i was like well he did his time he's out you know i believe like once you do your time in jail or whatever like we should try at least try to welcome you back to society as much as we can so like i was like "I'll, i'll give it a fair shake the music's good or whatever but like by that time i realized like all the bands that were influenced by As I Lay Dying and those kind of pull off riffs and stuff, they all started kind of sounding the same and I just lost sort of interest in mm-hmm. that specific kind of music. It's like metal kind of took like a big, like a slight right turn and like it starts off small and then it kind of gets this big wide chasm. And now it's like bands like I Prevail and Fit for a King yeah. and like Star mm-hmm. Set and like, yeah. and, and or like uh, Motionless and White or stuff. Like those are the kind of stuff that I kind of listen to a little bit more now of. Same. I mean, no, you, I feel like you, you see that happen a lot. I mean, anytime... 
any major band pops up that that is that good and has that kind of influential sound i mean it's only a matter of a couple few years or so where all of a sudden you see that that subgenre that they kind of created the clones yeah it gets yeah the clones pop up and then it's all of a sudden it's just oversaturated it's the same and, and like, you have like a thousand bands that just sound exactly the same i mean the same yeah. shit happened back whenever um i, I guess it's like the 2012 era whenever like Post hardcore music and stuff like that was really taking off, like with, under, with, with, under oath clones, and gent and stuff mm-hmm. like. Yeah. The, the oh, ba- gent, the is, band- gent, gent is the biggest oh, one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But the problem is there were like the bands who pioneered it, like Periphery, who were actually like badass, spawned all these gent clones that were that just tarnished the genre yes. in a way. Because I don't even know if they I would were just kind of tarnish it though. I would I would say like it. Well, it depends on the band. To yeah, be fair, I'm, like ta- a- I'm talking about like mostly bands maybe that you like haven't really like heard of but like it's because yeah. they're trying to just do like the they just only played open note patterns and stuff like that and yeah. it just sat it sounded like generic gent because yeah. they were just trying to copy but something the thing about that was, periphery that's great is if you actually listen to a periphery record like on the last i don't know what was the selective did they release a new record recently? yeah it yeah. was yeah. A, okay. p4 hail stand so the yeah. one before that one was uh, uh select, select difficulty, difficulty. Three, there's yep. a song there's a song on that that's just a pop song it's called catch fire yeah, and, it really and, is. And those, yeah. those gent clones, they never write songs like that. No. But that's what separates periphery from the other exactly, ones. Exactly, exactly. Like they have the technical, like like some sometimes they have off time signatures, but they have like the technical rhythms, like the you know, specific patterns that might span like four measures, stuff like that, you know, that kind of defines that genre. Yeah. But at the same time, they have melody, they have good songwriting and structuring and and then you have like Spencer too, who's adding that extra element with his voice and lyrics and yeah. fucking vocal ability. Do you have a favorite gent clone band? I really like Era. It's the one I haven't listened to a lot. Clone band, like a clone of Periphery that you're like they're pretty good. Uh, I don't. I, well, so the first one that comes to mind, I don't know if I would. I don't know what time this band came out, so that I could be completely wrong about yeah. this. Um, but I really like Vale Amaya. I don't know if that could be considered clone, like, because they, I think they've played tours and shows and stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fucking love that band. I, cause, but it's kind of the same thing because they're doing their own, they're doing their own unique thing too. They're not just like trying to copy them. They're yeah. doing like, I unique with stuff. they're badass, yeah. I think. Slipknot's yeah. my favorite gent band. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> there's always, there's always the neck beer, man. I really like Michigan. And I was like, yeah, yeah we know. We know, dude. Michigan. <laughs> I'm a sugar, however you say it. Yeah. I love Michigan. Yeah. I thought that's what you were gonna say, bro. I'm like, what? Yeah. Mashuga's great, but like, it's not. They're not the same. It's like when yeah. some, it's like someone yep. says like my favorite gent band is Mashuga. It's like someone saying like my favorite thrash band is like Venom or something. Something right. some band oh, that Venom's like, dope. like or some band that influenced like all the thrash bands from the '80s that really were the thrash bands that yeah. you liked or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Get out of here. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I get that. I totally get that. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so, dude, let's talk about your podcast that you got, Yeah, man. man. Let's, um, let's gab. There's, before that, actually, yeah. there's a movie I want to talk about. Okay. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Yeah. Dune. I have seen Dune. I've seen it twice. Bro. Talk about, like, a cinematic, like, the music in that fucking movie. Was, oh, it's like, great. It's fantastic. phenomenal, bro. Yeah, it's Star Wars on psilocybin or whatever. Or yeah. Or on, on LSD or something. Which was, is what, which is, I, I, I read that book when I was 17 and when I saw this movie, I started rereading it just so I could like re-familiarize myself with it. I'm like, people are going to go walk out of this movie and they're going to be like, this is boring. <laughs> like, and like, <laughs> I guess I understand people's perspective on it, but when I walked out of the movie, I was like, it was kind of, it's like the first, it's like the first third, maybe a little more of the book or whatever. So we're going to get like, if you're like, there's a lot of questions up in the air, like why did the emperor betray 
uh, Oscar Isaac's character. And I'm like, just, they're going to get to it. Just calm down. Like, so like, I really liked it though. I thought it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we've kind of become programmed as like a, as a pop culture to only accept content that is a certain kind of way. And like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to throw too much shade at like Marvel movies, but like people will walk into something like Dune and be like, it should be like guardians of the galaxy. It should be like fun and irreverent, just like lots of laser guns and stuff. And I'm like, it's not what Dune is about. Dune is about like the, like the Messiah complex and Dune is about like the exploitation of like native populations by like outworld colonizers. And, and uh, like, it's, it's about like, you know, becoming had to become part of a culture. I mean, literally this character, if you've seen the movie, there's a character in the movie called Keens who is like the liaison between the Fremen people and uh, the house of Trades. She's this black lady and she's got these blue eyes mm -hmm. that the Fremen have and they get it from uh, all the spice. Like it's, it's in their food. It's in the air they breathe. So the longer you are on Arrakis, you get these blue eyes and it's almost like a, like a form of assimilation. Like when you have, it's called the, in the book, they're called the eyes of Ibad or whatever. And when you get the eyes, it's almost like you're you're like one of the Fremen now. Like people people don't look at you the same because mm -hmm. you have these striking blue eyes or whatever. And uh, there's all sorts of great little nuggets in that movie that I think are like really clever and really smart. And also like it is quite a compelling sci-fi adventure story. It really is, yeah. man. Like um, it did throw a lot of questions in the air for me, but I was expecting that because like you know at the title sequence, you know, it said part one. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I've come to expect there's gonna be a lot of questions and shit. Yeah. So. That was that, that was a phenomenal movie. If you haven't seen it, dude, there are people that, there are people that sh that are in the book that have a way more like to, like a lot more dialogue or whatever. Like uh, David Desmalchian, I don't know who that is. He's uh the Russian guy from Ant Man, the Ant Man movies. Mm, not familiar. You know, you know the, okay, he's uh, do you see the Suicide Squad? Yes, he's Polka Dot Man. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he's in the movie and he plays a, a something called a Mentat. Mm -hmm. uh, his his character's called Peter DeVries, and he has like two lines in the movie. And I was like, should probably cut him out. Probably don't need him. Probably could have saved money. Instead of, instead of <laughs> yeah. casting this this big funny actor or whatever. So I know like, what you're about. there's lots of there's lots of little things like that. Like a Baron Harkonnen gets like three, I think like three or four lines in the movie. He's also really gross. He's really gross in the book too. In the book, he's like kind of a pedophile too. Oh, like he's God. A, he's a really gross like fat dude that just like like is really gross and pernicious. Uh, Dave Bautista's in it as, yeah. as Rabin or oh, whatever. Hell yeah. I was hoping we would get like more of him slaughtering people because that's kind of what he No, he was in hardly in it. Yeah. So like there's going to be there's going to be a bunch of stuff that I'm really excited for in the next movie. I'm glad they greenlit the next movie too because I was like what if this comes out and it bombs because people are like oh it's not there's not enough action and, and like thrills for me. I don't like it or whatever. So, But it looks like we're doing good so I'm, I'm stoked for that it. That shit was lit dude. Yeah. I, I saw I saw a dude on Facebook come out. He's like Dune, and he goes, "Man," I'm like, "Fuck you, yeah, <laughs> dude. You don't deserve a movie like Dune." Like, I had dude. no idea like there was an old movie, you know, or books at all. Like I had no idea like this was a, a fucking older yeah. concept until yeah. I saw the new movie and looked into it, and I was like, "Oh shit, this has been around for a while." Since actually, sixty five, something like that. Yeah, it's, damn, it damn. sounds really interesting. It's like, fucking yeah. awesome, yeah. dude. I'm the, a huge. The music Star is amazing. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so if it's anything like that, you will, yeah, you'll love I'll it. I love it. Yeah. It's like it's like Star Wars, but with, like, this is gonna sound don't like, say this, that, dude. Don't this, say that. This is gonna sound like like an insult, but I don't mean it as an insult. But like, this is like Star Wars, but you get like more, a little bit more, more of the politics, more of the mythicism oh. that goes into all of it. It's not about big lightsabery sword fights. Although Jason Momoa does get like a really badass fight. Oh scene yeah, he end. does. Yeah. Uh, damn, he, how many fucking people are in this movie that's like i mean that's uh, like the biggest people oh uh, the dude uh, javier bardem him, is yeah. stillgar yeah uh, zendaya is in it for five minutes at the very end yeah okay. <laughs> but she's in all the trailers and like all the shots or whatever uh, oscar isaac's in it uh um awesome. timothy chalamet that's the big thing that i had, I had a big trouble with is like 
Timothy Chalamet is like this tiny 12 year old looking dude. They really try hard to make him like this action hero in the mm-hmm. movie. And I was like, I don't know if I buy this, but then I realized like, okay, but like by the time we get to the last movie, it's probably going to be like another three or four years. Like he'll fill into it. Oh yeah. He, 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 he reads very like uh, unsure and uncertain, but then I, then I, as I was rereading the book, I'm like, Oh, that's all that he is though. In the first part of the book. And he's just like, Oh, like, I don't know about this planet. Like I'm, I'm kind of scared. Like my dad seems to think that like the emperor is setting us up to like have our family just fucked in the ass. And it's like <laughs> that. Yeah, that is kind of what happens. It seems like at, towards the end of the movie, he kind of figures it out though. Yeah. Uh, they have, they have the scene at the end, uh, one of my favorites in the book is when he has to kill a man for the first time. Yeah. Cause he's never killed a dude before or whatever. Uh, and that's like a scene in the book or whatever, where Stilgar makes the, him, he and this other dude have to fight or whatever. Uh, and they had all these like weird, like, uh, there's like a part in the movie when that spoilers. dude, that dude, yeah, spoiler for the movie, I guess it's not really, it's, it's too late. It's now. not really a spoiler. Cause it doesn't <laughs> well, really, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it by the way. You know, you know like, no, well, I'll, no I'll, it's okay. Y'all can yeah, keep talking like, really, about it. Really, I, I'm intrigued. Really? Like you can spoil a movie for me. I'll forget everything that someone said and I'll <laughs> I was watching like, oh this is like oh my a, god I get it yeah this is like mm-hmm. a non-committal spoiler it doesn't really change the, the movie or anything yeah he has, he's having these visions throughout the movie which the visions are a lot more subdued in the book and they're usually just about Chani which in the book which is Zendaya's character which is in the trailers he's like I keep having dreams about this girl or whatever uh there's a scene in the movie where he has a vision about the guy that he kills Mm-hmm. He's got a big black dude with this big black beard. And he's like, uh, um, I'm going to teach you the ways of the desert. Like the desert is something I'm paraphrasing. You can't fight against it. You have to go with it. And he sort of lets go of the controls of his aircraft and lets this sandstorm yeah. guide him. And I was like, that's, oh, that's like a really clever thing that I think a lot of people would have overlooked because later in the movie, he kills that dude. They never have that conversation. But it's like these these vision, unless it's a different person than I totally mistook it for. But I'm pretty sure it's the same dude. Um so like as I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, there's these, these visions are like these 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 lessons that this planet and this 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 messianic journey that he's on gives him. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I should probably stop talking about it, so I have stuff to talk about it on, the, good, po- on the podcast. You're good, bro. But uh, no, I thought it was a fantastic. And if you're a person out there who's like, it's boring. I was like, <laughs> it's like I feel like Star Wars or like Marvel. They're like chicken tenders. They're good and they can satisfy you. But like this is a movie that tries to be like a nice like well cooked steak. From like a nice restaurant. What the fuck? <laughs> Damn. Okay. That's the okay. best fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Medium rare like, wagyu. That's good. Try, that's good. To be, yeah, medium rare ragu with peppercorn sauce or whatever. And, and it's, it's trying to. It, yeah. it, it, it's, I, I think it's equal parts like thrilling and like it nourishes the intellect. And it asks the question like, you know, like is that even Oscar Isaac and his house are probably nicer than than Baron Harkonnen's house that had it before. But like. Is it a good thing that we've like just taken this planet and we just take their resources and we like slaughter their people and like just take all their and in the book and they don't really make this clear in the movie spice is used for like a bunch of stuff in in the Imperium it's used mm-hmm. to, it, it lets you do faster than light travel lets you live forever kind of gives you other abilities so like it's like the ultimate cash crop so the whole thing is like a is an analysis of like colonization mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Is this in theaters right now? Yes. Okay. HBO Max. HBO Max too. I'm gonna have to go see this shit. I, I mean, I'm gonna have to watch cool. it. It's so I, good. I'm gonna watch it when I it's get so fucking good. home. Yeah. Yeah. I Don't HBO come back Max. until you watch it. And they're doing a. They're doing an <laughs> well, H- I'll never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing an HBO Max spinoff series called The Sisterhood, which is about Paul's mother and like the 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 this order of female. Uh, they're called the Benny Jesuit or whatever. So we're gonna getting like a, an HBO Max series. Because everything is getting a spinoff series. The Batman's getting a, a Gotham PD series. 
with Jeffrey Wright. I cannot back fucking Gordon. wait for the Batman. Looks tight. It looks so good. I don't uh, get like as soon as I saw the first trailer, I was fucking sold. Yeah. I was like, I cannot fucking wait. Uh, Peacemaker from the Suicide Squad. Yeah. He's getting a yeah. HBO Max series. They mm-hmm. showed the first trailer at DC Fandom or whatever. It's so, like everything's getting an HBO Max spin. If it's on <laughs> HBO Max, it's gonna get a spinoff series. I'm but. not a Batman guy. Not really. No. Have you seen? Have you is seen? It, is that like? Is there something on your shirt? Are you like a Batman? Are you making a, a joke or something? Okay. Have you seen the Snyder? No, he's he's talking shit. Oh, you, don't don't, a, don't ask me if I've seen the Snyder <laughs> cut. The the journey, the epic journey of my podcast was that movie. Kind I of literally out. said Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking yeah. love that movie. I I I fuck with Zack Snyder's movie so hard. Yeah, that me too. At, during every like two or three episodes, I'll go on like a twenty minute tangent about the people who hate his movies are stupid and they don't understand what they, <laughs> they are. They are. They are stupid. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I I like one of the first things that we did is like we have something on our podcast. My my podcast is called The Movie Date with Robin Matt. By the way, <laughs> I haven't said Absolutely. that. Absolutely, check that it. out. Yes, sir. Uh, I have, we have episodes on our podcast called Blind Dates where we make the other person watch something that we've seen but they haven't or whatever. And uh, I made Matt watch the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman. Oh my God, it's fucking amazing. No, no. fuck you. Listen, that movie is so fucking goddamn underrated because no one fucking saw it. I don't know fucking, like, because you had to fucking buy it when it came out on fucking DVD. Yeah. And fucking. It's like 30 it, minutes of the movie people, was turned uh, out of it. Yeah. It, and I still but, like the theatrical me version. Me too. I, I do too. Do. I do too. But the ultimate edition makes it so much fucking better. Everybody that talks shit about it, it's like, that's what it was missing. Yeah. Just that 30 fucking minutes. Yeah. And, and I, it's so fucking 30 great. minutes made and a big difference. Dude, though. a huge me difference. And Matt, What's the Snyder Cut? Me and Matt watched bvs in theaters together years ago and i left being like god i fucking love the vibe of this movie it's like no other superhero movie that ever exists and then he left being like it's okay it's kind of dark and droll and like batman's killing folks all over the place like it's not for me or whatever and then i was like as the movie kept coming out and it got kind of savaged like you go on like go online now and just type in like batman v superman review and there's equal parts people who think it's miserable and people who think it's a masterwork and i think it's a masterwork me too and i don't even like necessarily love all of snyder's movies like i think sucker punch is weird and has, like, a, i didn't like that has like movie. a weird rapey vibe at the a end a lot of, of people too. don't like that movie. i didn't like yeah. it at all uh i think 300 is good but like politically Ooh, like kind of yeah. it's i get I, I don't think it's on purpose but like politically it's like an army of buff white dudes killing all the black and brown people and i was like yeah. that's what the i've read the i read that comic book way before that movie came out and i was like that this is the comic book though so i don't think it's like some people say like oh it promotes like 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 race confrontationalism and fascism. I was like, no, it's, it's, it's about like how they see themselves. Like the Spartans believe they were descended from Hercules. So like the movie is a, is a guy telling a story to other people after the fact. So of course, yeah. Oh yeah. We have like giant eight packs and we kill everybody and giant elephant monsters come and we kill them. And we're like the baddest dudes in the universe. Like he's, he's kind of hyping up there. He's like believing his own hype in a way mm-hmm. that's, it's kind of a meta like thing about like how, uh, it's about storytelling and like gonzo fiction. Like there is a real battle called Thermopylae where 300 Spartans fought a million Persians and they die at the end. But like, this is like a, this is his version of that. This is like the storyteller in the movie. This is his reciting of that. He was like, what? They were really like, like a uh, crazy, like Persian orc men and like with crazy sharp teeth and stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but Batman v Superman is like such a fucking underrated movie. Super underrated. Like the fir- like the, a lot of people like the big thing is like oh Batman's like so, he's like he kills people like that's not my Batman or whatever. And this Batman's like, older though. This Batman's like fucking like yeah. There's a lot of he's got a lot of shit going on. Yep. Like Batman's fucking insane. He's just as he's just as insane. There's as a the line. Villain. There's a line in the movie where he's like 20 years in Gotham. How many good guys are left? How many stayed that exactly. way? Exactly. So like there's there's all these and there's a dead Robin suit. They do they 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 don't 
It's a damage Batman. Zack Snyder doesn't like he doesn't like make your characters tell you what they're feeling. He wants to show you through everything in the movie like this is this guy's not the same. The first scene with him and Alfred, Alfred comes up and he throws a newspaper down and it says like the Bat brand of justice and it shows like a criminal with his Bat brand mm-hmm. into his chest and he goes new rules and he goes new rules. He's like we're criminals, Alfred. We've always been criminals. Nothing's changed, which is a direct line from the Dark Knight Returns comic, which I fucking loved. Yeah, that's that he's a really like taking like pieces of dialogue and putting it in there. But like the whole purpose of Batman in the movie, if the whole purpose of that character is that he is a he's a fallen Batman. Like people like don't understand like what Batman like Zack Snyder hates altruism and he hates like heroes that are good or whatever. Like that's not true. The whole purpose of the story is to show Batman how to be a hero again. That's exactly what the, that's yeah. A, because the, cause you see at the all end this... of the movie, that's what it is. Like he's he's like at the beginning of the movie, it's so fucking brilliant. Never no one fucking understands it. Like at the beginning of the movie. There's an opening uh, scene of Bruce reliving the death of his parents and the funeral of his parents. And at the very end or at the very uh, beginning of that scene, Bruce Wayne has a little monologue and he says, uh, um, there was a time above, there was a time before there were perfect things, diamond absolutes. And he goes, things fall, things on earth and what falls is fallen. He's like, there was once a time when I believed in these perfect moral absolutes, the lines that I would never cross. And then he goes, I realized those were that that was bullshit or whatever. I don't believe that anymore. Like it's like when he says what falls is fallen, it's like the fallen nature of mankind. Yeah. Like we can't be, we can't be raised out of sin or whatever. He's basically it, given hope on like people. Like yeah. Basically. He doesn't, yeah. yeah he, there's, there's lines like we, we, later in the movie where it's like uh, criminals are weeds, Alfred, you rip one out another takes its place. He doesn't give a fuck about mm, these people anymore. No. That's the, that's the purpose of this Batman. He is a representation of like humanity's fallen nature. And then at the end of that, opening scene or whatever like he falls in, and this is where people are like is this a dream or is it not a dream it's a dream because you see his mom's pearl like when the guy kills his mom the pearls fall into the sewer and then it goes back to his his a funeral the funeral scene and the pearl drops into right next to him as he falls into that well telling you like this is a dream this isn't really real. yeah it's, because- it's, it's his interpretation of the memory and the bats swirl around him and he lifts up like like he's some sort of christ figure and he he descends into the or ascends into the light and then another Last line from Ben Affleck's character is like, in my dream, they took me to the light. A beautiful lie. As if my ascension to Batman is a lie. It ruined my life or whatever. Or or it made me a worse person. At the end of the movie, it's not a beautiful lie. At the end of the movie, he reclaims Batman as like, this this is my thing. So when he's beating the fuck out of those dudes in that awesome warehouse scene, it's not just his excuse to save Superman's mom. He's trying to save his mom. This is what he wishes he could have done as a child, the power that he wishes that he had. But instead, because he, he, he has was the, a scared yeah. boy. He couldn't do anything. Yeah, he had the, he has the power now, so it's his obligation to fucking save his uh, save. Yeah, it's it's his save re- his mother. It's his, re- but it's it's it, someone else's mother. It's his reclaiming his sense of self, his identity. Yeah. There's also a great line, and there's there's so many layers to this movie. Like I can't remember the last time I watched like a Marvel movie that I had the same like deep visceral reaction to all these layers and the symbolism or whatever. Did you guys see Man of Steel, by the way, when that movie came no. out? Yes, I, know. I did. Oh, dude, you're fucking... You're, I saw you're, you're depriving yourself, man. It's a I boss saw movie. It. It's great. So I like... I, it's my favorite Superman. Yeah. I think it's the best Superman they ever did. He's the superhero yeah. movie guy. Yeah, I right fucking there. love Okay, him. I don't want to bloviate about this for too long, but I'll, this is like another little... You're good, it's, dude. It's in BVS that like I fuck with so hard. At the end of Man of Steel, Superman's fighting Zod, because Zod came to Earth to terraform Earth and to form a new Krypton, and it's going to kill everybody on Earth, but the Kryptonians will live again kind of thing. And they have this big ship that's just fucking the Earth with this giant like gravity beam or whatever, and it has this kind of really weird dubstep sound, like kind of sound. 
throughout at the beginning of Batman v Superman, you see the scene where Superman's fighting Zod. You see it from Batman's perspective on the ground, which is a great, and he does the same thing in the Snyder cut Mm -hmm. where you take the end of the last movie and you see it from the point of view of someone else at the end of Batman v Superman. Superman is killed by doomsday and you see Batman's perspective. of that, Yeah. As if to say like at the beginning of, Batman be Superman, he sees Superman crashing through buildings. He's like, this motherfucker, I'm going to fucking kill this dude. I'm going to make it my life's mission to murder him. And at the end of, at the beginning of the Snyder Cut, it's like, oh shit, this dude who I wanted to kill just like laid down his life to save a world that despises him. Like, it's the ultimate reversal of fortune, which now, which is why in the Snyder Cut, he's like, he's definitely a dude on a mission. He's like, I made him a promise on his grave. I need to save the world from what's coming this way. Uh, so, in Man of Steel, you have this gravity beam that's just fucking the earth or whatever and trying to turn it into Krypton. And then throughout Batman v Superman, Bruce has these nightmares. There's several of them. There's one that's like a, a, a literal premonition of what's to come, which is like the, the, the actual nightmare earth scene where like Superman's evil and there's like an Omega yeah, beam carved yeah, into yeah, the earth. Yeah. That's um, the best. I love, I love the nightmare. Yeah, you scene. get another yeah. version of that. in at the end of the Snyder cut mm-hmm, as well, yeah. which is what, which was going to be his justice league three or two. One of those is like it takes place all in the nightmare earth after Superman's been brainwashed. Which would by be Dark so Side. fucking Which amazing. would be so fucking metal. Like it's yeah, such dude. Oh god, Marvel would never do something that hardcore. We're like <laughs> like like we're like, I don't know, fucking like Thor goes evil and just wipes out the world. Pretty much what he's saying, dude, is that Batman would beat the shit out of Iron Man in a fight. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got a long like we got an argument. Oh, going. it's on now. The, bro. Only, the yeah. only way Batman watch, watch, watch. I need to I, I need to finish this thing anyway. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. The, yeah but in in Bruce Wayne's dreams, each one of them is the beginning of the dream is 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 preempted by the sound of this world engine attacking like Earth and turning it into Krypton. It's this the, the the screen will go black. You'll hear the sound and then the dream will start. Like the sound of his world almost being destroyed is a sound that literally haunts his nightmares. Like, that's how fucked with PTSD this Batman is. So, like, he, like, that's how how much he associates this sound, this day that changed the world forever when these gods fought on Earth to, like, decide the fate of humanity. Like, how much it almost destroyed the world. That's how much it fucks with his brain. There's a scene, and and there's one particular nightmare that Bruce Wayne has. He's He's walking towards what we see as some sort of mausoleum. And you see a shot of his of his left hand holding these flowers as he slowly walks towards it. Uh, he gets to the door, he opens it, and the shot with the flower is like referenced later in the movie as well. He opens the door, and you hear the sound. He's walking into a place, uh, a, a, a where the graves of his parents are, and he goes to his mother's grave, and this black liquid starts to ooze out of it, and he touches it, and then the grave smashes open and there's this bat monster under it and grabs him and it feeds on him and then he wakes up it's a really scary fucking scene too like Zack Snyder should make he did make a horror movie he made army of the dead and stuff but anyway but uh Mm -hmm. like that scene has so many layers to it that I think is great one the scene where he's hold the, the shot where he's holding the flowers is mirrored later in the movie when he's holding the spear the flowers are like the symbol of of you know grief and and mourning and rebirth and like the the connection he had to his mom it's these nice gentle gestures we give to the people that we've lost in life and then the next shot is a weapon of war that he forged to kill the unkillable like it's it shows the the duality of batman's psychology the love he has for his parents but the rage he has for anything out of his control and it's exactly the same shot the way it's framed and everything you know, he goes into this mausoleum, which is supposed to be a quiet place of, 
of meditation where we think about the people that we've lost and we love in life, but inside of his mother's grave is a monster that feeds on him, as if the thoughts of his parents that should fill him with goodness and fill him with kindness and fill him with you know love are actually the source of this monster that is Batman that feeds on him or whatever. Again, so many layers in just one scene of this movie, not to mention like the action is incredible or whatever. The fact that he like sets up in this, it's the one criticism I get of the movie is like, they watch that nightmare scene at the, have you ever, have any, either of y'all seen this movie by the way? No, no. Okay, so <laughs> de- I got, I gotta say though, like I haven't, I'm not the biggest or at least I haven't been like the biggest like superhero movie fan and stuff like that. But but it is intriguing to hear like these like super in depth breakdowns coming from you. Like it makes yeah. me want to go back and watch. It took me or like you gotta pay attention to it though. Yeah. Like there's so much like things yeah. to Batman. Like if you you gotta watch like if you read the comics. If you like, there's so so much to his psychology that and like eras. Yeah. It's just I like, mean, I like Batman. Like, don't get me wrong. I like, know I, you do. I don't. I don't. I don't read the comics. I mean, obviously, um, you know, I, I was super big into the games, like the Arkham series and stuff like that. If you so, love the Arkham games, there's like an incredible fight sequence at the end of the movie, which is just like Batman taking out a room of 28 dudes. And okay, it's all, like, yeah, yeah. And I love the scene because he's using all everything at his disposal. Like he's using his gadgets. He's using his grapple gun of people. Okay. He's, uh, he's yep. using his fighting abilities. There's a part where a guy shoots him in the back of the head and the armor like, psh, 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 like, like what the fuck? Yeah. Cause he's like, he's like, he's like filled with armor at the end. Like, and it's like, in like, it isn't classic Batman. Like I, I get that criticism. Like he does kill folks. He is kind of given up on his crusade where we like the idea that Batman would never have to resort to killing people or whatever. But like in order to bring them into conflict, you can't have them both be these moral arbiters of justice one of them has to be fallen. I think Batman's probably the right choice. I can understand that. I mean, yeah, I may, I'm I'm gonna have to. I might have to fucking watch that shit. Going Dude, by, it, uh, it's so I mean, good. Yeah. It really is. He, it's an investment. It's, it, yeah. it's an investment. Like between Man of Steel, <laughs> Batman v Superman, and the Snyder Cut, it's like five hours. Of yeah, movies. but the Snyder Jesus Cut. Or, no, no, it's it's like nine hours well, of movies. What's really yeah. What's really good though about the Snyder Cut? Let's start with Man of Steel because Man of Steel is like the 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 Superman origin. It's the real easy one to sort of digest, and then like. You'll you'll be good to go to watch the rest. Yeah, of them. yeah. Let's start with that one. That's what I was. Okay, saying. I'll have to, I'll have to check them out, man. And I'll have to. Uh, I guess I'm gonna have to go check out Dune too. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I did find a review. It's 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 goofy, but it's funny. I found a review of a dude who uh, would heavily disagree pull with you up. about Dune. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. Patrick, pull that shit up real quick. I just saw it and I was just like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can watch this movie anymore. He sounds like he's onto something. We'll see. We'll see. So we'll see. Oh, is it gonna be Luke? It's gonna be Luke, isn't it? No, it's uh. Let's see, I don't know what his name. Is. I can't read that shit. What too much say? sand. <laughs> One and a half stars. Too Look, much sand. It's a lot of sand. I mean, I can't disagree with him. Yeah, the whole movie's sand. It's all sand. Pretty much. Okay, I'm out. And Skywalker yeah. would hate this movie. <laughs> yeah. Dude, dude uh, I don't really like, gave it half a like star sand. for too much sand. <laughs> That's all he had to say about it. <laughs> um. So, uh, what what the fuck is up with this Matrix and Cars crossover that you've been talking about? Oh, is this the Luke thing? Luke's yeah, Luke was <laughs> talking a little bit about that, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said it, I, Luke has this thing where just, in order to make me mad, because he knows I love movies, I take it like real. I, I love movies I, oh, watch, I, can, I watch way too much of i them. can fucking tell <laughs> man <laughs> uh but like he'll after he'll come in and be like man we should like combine like barney the dinosaur with like fucking like like schindler's list or whatever like, would, you, <laughs> would, you, would, you, would you shut the fuck up like i just get so mad <laughs> like 
and, and I was like, yeah, we should like take like uh, an earnest look at the Holocaust and combine it with Guardians of the Galaxy or something. Like, and like he does. I know he just does it to piss me off or whatever. Right. But uh, no, like. I but was, what if? I was doing an impression of him, and I was like, the Matrix should cross over with cars, so <laughs> so Neo can hear lightning say "kachow." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. And that's pretty much it. Oh, I thought this was a legit theory. But this is all Luke. In order for no, no, this me, this, that's me making shit, fun of Luke. Right. Like, oh, but, okay. I thought you said that yeah. he said it. No, he says stuff like this all the time. Okay, okay, okay. But uh, there, gotcha. is, there is a crossover that I think should have happened and was going to happen for a while. Did you guys see uh, MIB International? With no, the, I didn't I see didn't, that one. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. I thought it, it looked all right, uh, but I didn't I didn't see it either. But apparently there was a, once upon a time where they were going to take Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill's Oh, yeah, the 22 from Jump the, Street. Jump, yeah, from the yeah. Jump Street movies and combine them with the Men in Black. No way. And I, that's like a the crossover. That, that could work. That, that I think would that actually be fun yeah, and work. They're both, they're both secret, you know. Yeah, that could definitely work. I've seen work. goofy Channing Tatum like react to like Alien and stuff like that. That sells. I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could get down with that. Yeah, Luke will all the time. He'll, he'll, he'll come with me with his like his, uh, his, his, his what if scenarios or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he told me, he told me not too long ago. I could, I don't remember if maybe it was like six months ago or yeah. something. It could, it, it may have been a while. He wants fucking hero to be in the 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 song from Chad Kroger to be in the new fucking Spider Man movie. So that. Nickelback will be part of the MCU. As if that, as if that's how that works. Yeah. Like as if like like when like in the MCU when they're fighting like Kang the Conqueror or something like Nickel like Chad Kroger's gonna come up, show up and like save the day or whatever. Yeah. He's playing in the background. Like, like they just got a stage. Set I don't up believe in the back that he shit. actually wants these things. I believe he just thinks they're goofy and funny. But like if they oh, hap- yeah, if they happened course. in a movie, he would be like li- I would be livid if that happened in a movie or something. Like I'm really invested in watching like Avengers Endgame and Tony Stark like finally. Like you know, he's the first Avenger of the universe. He's the last one. It's like I am Iron Man. He's about to snap and it doesn't work, and then Chad Kroger just kills Thanos. Or something. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I would, well, I, I yeah, that, either that or it pans like because the song's playing and you see Chad Kroger playing the shit on stage and he just fucking disintegrates <laughs> and shit in the background. <laughs> yeah, that'd, yeah. Be, just, that'd be great. Luke would be like, Luke would be devastated if a snap happened and like yeah, only, Nickelback, like, only Nickelback is killed. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're crying because Iron Man died and he's crying because Chad Kroger fucking died. <laughs> like, yeah. But like I, have, I, I love a good like what if scenario. Like me and my me and my <laughs> podcast partner do them all the time. Like who would win? Like Homelander from the boys or like Snyder's Superman. Yeah. And I'm like yeah. Snyder's Superman. Because home you guys seen the boys? You guys watch the boys? No, I haven't. It's a great fucking stuff. It's a great gnarly, like brutal superhero show. If yeah. you like blood and gore, like you watch that show. But like Homelander's never been punched in the mouth. He's like a high school bully who just like he's he's their Superman or whatever. So he's like never had to like fight a person for real but like snyder's superman is like forged in the depths of like of like like combat like he right, by the time right. his second year has happened he's like he's fought zod a more like lethal version of himself he's had to fight doomsday he's had to fight the steppenwolf and like parademons and and batman and the, he's fighting the snyder cut he fights the members of the justice league just to show you who's really the most powerful character like it would be over in like four seconds like it's jesus not even, yeah it's we, not we, even funny we've got a good what if scenario for you that we brought up multiple times on the podcast oh yeah um who would win batman versus kratos Versus Kratos? Ooh. I mean, I feel like... I think a lot of people... Uh, you should clip this into its own thing right now, because I'm going on... like I say this on my podcast all the time. <laughs> I feel like Batman is a character that people don't understand very well. I feel like people want Batman to just show up, 
have all the answers, have everything figured out, and he's just a walking deus ex machina that can beat anyone, anytime, anywhere. But all my favorite Batman stories are never that. All my favorite Batman stories are when he has to like think on his feet. Like you're reading like a comic book like Hush where he has to fight Superman in it. But like he doesn't want to kill Superman. He's his friend. They're on the Justice League together. So he has this kryptonite ring and he knows Superman's holding back. So the whole fight is really just him like dragging the fight out as long as he can until someone can like get Superman out of like Poison Ivy's uh, mind control or whatever. Like I feel like people just like they, they change Batman's character to where he just walks into a room and knows everything about you and how to beat you immediately. Like, yeah, Batman is a strategist, but he does, he's not omniscient. He's not like Dr. Manhattan walking around being like, I am tired of Earth with these people or whatever. <laughs> right, uh, right. But, that, but that's, that's another thing is like he would never fight another hero like unless it was like a, a situation with Superman. Yeah, like where he absolutely had to. Or yeah. So you call like, so Kratos a hero? So, so I think Kratos, he is a hero, ain't he? Kind of. He, I mean, he kills like people he probably shouldn't. <laughs> like like in, in the first God of War game, there's like a guy in a cage you have to push into a fiery yeah. pit and he didn't do anything wrong just so you can get to the next level of this stupid puzzle. that <laughs> I hate the puzzles in yeah. the God of War. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. That's why Fuck the, him. There was a puzzle, man. That's why yeah. the last God of War is so good is it, it gets rid of all like the dumb shit. The puzzles. Yeah. It's like, let's make it about Kratos living in Norway with this boy and he has to fight this skinny dude who's actually like a god who can't feel pain or whatever. Yeah. Like it's fucking metal. So I feel like Kratos like if it was just like they just if they just like met on like a arena and they just immediately were like who's this dude who's this dude and they just immediately start fighting each other I feel like Kratos would probably win because Kratos is like I don't know if he's immortal but he's probably like really really durable and stuff he's like really strong he kills all sorts of giant monsters I feel like Kratos would win but I feel like I don't I don't You heard it here first. But Hail, I feel like if, if he had a chance if Batman had like a chance to research and this is the, the 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 asterisk that everybody puts by Batman in any versus scenario, if you put him like an asterisk by him, like, oh he has a chance to research him and find out his like how to kill these gods and what their weaknesses are, like Batman will probably figure it out. Yeah, but that's, but that's the thing though. He wouldn't just like fucking <laughs> like he would go fight Kratos, but he would gradually like get out of there and then oh, I'm gonna go figure out this guy. Yeah, and, and also then- Batman like like that's the thing about, about like the no kill code that is always weird to me is like who would want to fight this person or this person and I'm like well Batman's not gonna kill him like yeah like he'll incapacitate him what if he gets out of jail this is the, this is an area with the Joker is like oh we locked Joker up in Arkham again oh he just got out and killed fifty people well, that's a shame <laughs> right. I guess we'd have to do it again like and th- that's why I think dispensing of his no kill code for Batman v Superman is actually very smart because it it furthers the evolution of the character in a way that makes sense why he would come into conflict with someone like Superman or whatever. But yeah, I think Kratos would win. I think Batman fans yeah. overestimate his his abilities to just do anything. That being said, some of my favorite moments of Batman is when he does something that he shouldn't really be able to do, but he does just because I'm Batman or whatever. Right, right. Like, like en- when Bane just like breaks his fucking back and he just shrugs it off and well, he, fucking, doesn't, he doesn't yeah. shrug it off we get we get we get asriel batman for like, like yeah, a good yeah, year yeah. and then batman comes back and whatever happens or whatever but like well uh, i'm talking more in the games i guess oh I, yeah. I think i think it was city yeah like in city like they had the big fight where fucking bane like got amped up on all that shit and yeah. like um and he broke his back and you just kind of like stand up and finish the fight and fuck like it's just like because that's how broken shr- backs work. yeah you just shrug <laughs> off a broken back and he's just like oh fuck you might be you, know, par- like, you that, might be that hurt you might be par- you might be paralyzed <laughs> oh you would definitely life. be paralyzed yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying so it was just like stuff like that i got again i love those games i absolutely love those games i yeah. was a, a pretty big batman fan like in that era playing all yeah. three of those games yeah and then you learn a lot because they do have a lot of the fucking lore and you find all the like data files and stuff about all those characters yeah i think um, that's 
like the rule for Batman. It's like I want him to be a guy who's like who's like trying to figure it out as opposed to who knows all the answers. Yeah. But then like nine, but one time out of a hundred, I want him to just like have someone's number already. There's like, yeah. uh, I don't know. You guys probably don't read comics. One of my favorite Justice League stories is uh, Final Crisis, which is uh, at the end, Darkseid gets the anti-life equation. It's the, the it's, you might have seen like the the like pictures from it online where Batman kills Darkseid with a gun with a radion bullet. And there's a great little standoff they have at the end. Darkseid's wounded and he's dying. And uh, uh, Superman or Batman shows up and he, or and Darkseid's like, "What are you gonna do? Like you're just a man or whatever." And he's like, "Can you outrun the Omega beams?" His eyes light up like the death that is life. And then they have the standoff. Whatever, like Batman shoots, Darkseid does the Omega Beams and like he kills Darkseid and then he gets hit by the Omega Beams and he like disintegrates into a corpse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's a real boss way of him killing like the like Batman versus Darkseid, like in any like conventional sense, like it would end with Batman as a as a puddle or of some sort. Mm-hmm. But like, the fact that he kills like the one person that's like the most powerful in the DC universe is like that's kind of metal. I would do that if I was writing that story. That's cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Right. So I have to ask, like, since we're on the heavy topic of fucking movies, which is cool, I- I'm curious as to, like, what what would you consider your favorite movie of all a time? A favorite movie? I know mine. I don't even think I have... I think I've seen too many movies that have favorites. I think I've ruined the idea of favorites. I feel that way, like, when it comes to music and stuff. When people yeah. ask me, like, what my favorite song is, that I could never, ever answer that. I could, I could tell you my general favorite artist, and I could tell you maybe my favorite album from that artist, but a favorite yeah. song... There's absolutely no way. Yeah. There's just no way for me. Like, I, like, like the nerd in me wants to be like, Batman maybe Superman, suck my dick. But like, honestly, like, there are plenty of movies that I probably like more than that one. I just think that one I had such a visceral reaction to because everyone shit on it online. I know. Or whatever. So like, I, I when, understand that. So I when I, that. so when I saw the movie, I was like, this, is, this movie's kind of great. Like, I'd much rather watch this than like Ant-Man 2 again or whatever. <laughs> but like, I think like, the movies that you like the best should be movies that kind of stay with you after you watch them and that leave, right, leave a big right. imprint. Like there's a bunch of movies that have like done that for me. Like when I was growing up, like I could say like the first time I saw like the empire strikes back, it's kind of an amazing movie to me. Yeah. Or you could say like, uh, like I love like one of the first movies I remember watching was like Braveheart back in the day. Braveheart it's such a metal ass. movie to watch when you're like 11 years old. Yeah. <laughs> the violence is like deeply shocking. Guy gets stabbed in the jugular with a deer horn or something like uh, I'm a huge fan of The Patriot, another Mel Gibson classic. <laughs> I lost, I lost my, right. I lost my virginity to The Patriot. Like, did The Patriot become an anthropomorphic woman and then have sex with you? Well, I was he watching was the movie. The DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I was, That's I was watching saying. the movie and then I had sex for the first time. That's what oh, happened. Okay. <laughs> Damn. See, I thought like I thought but you had I sex remember, with like I rem- the idea of the Patriot. I remember the idea. <laughs> I remember like doing it and then looking over like this is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> Dude, it's pretty good. I think my favorite movie is Apocalypto. Great movie. Apocalypto. Apocalypto is a is a is like I keep coming back to this, but it's like a, it's a metal movie. It's yeah, it really is. Yeah, the fuck. beginning like isn't also there's like a jaguar the that like rips a dude's face yeah. off in it. It's pretty awesome. I don't there's think a jaguar really. attack. I haven't heard of that or seen that. It's great. It's by Mel Gibson. It's it's, yeah. it's another set, Mel Gibson movie. Okay. It's set in the Mayan society. Yeah. Okay. And it's like a big. It's it's essentially like a big chase movie at some point. Yeah. They're, cha- the they're chasing down uh, Jaguar Paw is the mm-hmm. main character's name. Huh. Okay. It's and they're, they're, they were going to sacrifice him, but they got like a sign from the gods not to do it. So they, <laughs> they, they release him into the jungle and like, okay, you get like 10 seconds and then we're going to come after you essentially. Yeah. And okay. It's, okay. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's all subtitles. Yeah, it's if all subtitles. If you're one of those persons like, I don't like to read subtitle movies, then don't watch it. I don't mind. I mean, I, I, can, I can watch like fucking like anime sub shit yeah. like that. You know, I, I don't really have a problem with that. I really love, um, I'm, trying to th- I'm trying to think like, what, if I had to pick one. 
like the movie that's like movies that stay with me. You know what? Like, I don't know if I can, it's technically three movies, but like I love the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. I think they're fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that like like the kind of apex of like all kinds of movie making where it's like it's good popcorn fun. It's like it hits all four of the corners. It's they're really smart. They're exceptionally well made. They're incredibly acted and like have great music. And also like it's thrilling entertainment or whatever. Like it's kind of everything I love about movies. It encapsulates in, in, in a little bit of movies. everything for a little bit of uh, or for everybody, I yeah, guess is a better absolutely. way to put it. Yeah. So probably like probably those. Uh, that makes sense. My dad is a huge Lord of the Rings fan uh, and Star Wars fan, really. Yeah. I would say like, uh, this movie is great, but I can understand why someone would be like, this is not my favorite movie. But like, I really loved, I keep coming back to it, which is like Blade Runner 2049. You guys I haven't seen, seen that? that. It's by the guy who did Dune. So if you like Dune, it's like that, but for like Blade Runner and Replic- okay. Replicants and all that. But like that movie, it's two hours and 48 minutes long. But every time I watch it, I'm just like, I wish this movie would never end. It's so deeply emotional. Like, I really love that. Fucking That's how movie. you know that shit's good is whenever the fucking movie's three hours and it's absolutely worth all of that time, you know, yeah. like you don't. You don't feel like you want it to end. That's always that's always a good fucking sign. That's yeah. cool, sure, man. I feel I, that about. My, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? No, what, I was gonna what say. What was your favorite? Because you said you definitely have one. Yeah. So my favorite movie is Hot Fuzz. Have you ever seen it? Hot oh Fuzz my is great. god! I, I, that fucking, was not gonna. I couldn't guess that. Really? Yeah. Hot Fuzz. No. Like, it's that was so, so random. It's the easily the funniest Edgar Wright movie too. Dude, I love it. Like I think it's just such a smart fucking movie. Like it's one of those movies that after you watch it the first time. And um, like, because he does such a good job of foreshadowing, like you watch it once and it's almost better the second and third time that you watch it because you see all of the framing and foreshadowing that happens in that movie. Yeah. Like it's just set up so fucking smart, like all of the specific like camera (laughs) angles that repeat, like of the castle, like when he's coming into town. Um, all not, of the, and not like, for repeating. nothing, it's just like a fucking funny movie. Yeah, but but at the same time, it's not like it's not like ha ha funny, like fucking like grown ups comedy kind of like goofy. No, shit. but like, like the, but, but the jokes it, are, the jokes are just like they're generally funny. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. There's, there's no, like, there's the scene where he's going to the kids who are all drinking in the pub. Yeah, and he's like, what's your, <laughs> what's your birthday? And he goes, February fourteenth. What year? Every year. <laughs> Get out! Get out! <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Or you when he was in the, I think it was the same scene. Yeah, he was just like he was like, "What's your wine selection?" He's like, "Oh, we have red or, or white." White. <laughs> He's he like, "Oh, the cranberry juice." Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so smart. Yeah, it's funny. It's like jam packed, like especially the last half jam packed with the fucking action, like yeah. trope shit. Um, and then, of course, just, again, all of the fucking foreshadowing that happens, even at the beginning when he's coming in, like, they they tease the model village where all the shit goes down at the yeah. end, and that fight scene with Skinner. I just think it's, I think it's such a, uh, such a smart movie. Also, and, the, and, and the it, it kind of does a little Game bit of... Game of Thrones is in it. The who? The Hound from Game of Thrones is in it. It's the big giant dude. Oh, 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 really? I didn't know. Yarp. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But like, I think I feel like it kind of encapsulates a little bit of kind of what you were talking about before, where it's got like it's got the action, it's got the comedy, it's got a little, it's got the mystery because like the whole thing, you know, is like a uh, I you know play two- on like the mystery thriller. But but then they set up that whole plot where he figures out this whole case. He figures out what the whole town is up to. And then it turns out that they were just like, yeah, no, that's all bullshit. We just we just uh, don't wanted, like these people. We just wanted to win Village of the Year. <laughs> yeah, like it's so, so we stupid. just killed these people because they sucked. They <laughs> tarnished it. our. Uh, and he was just like, 
<laughs> he was just like, "Are y'all fucking crazy?" You know, I gotta like, check that out. That sounds you've funny. Never as fuck. Hot you've never seen Hot Fuzz. You've never seen Hot Fuzz. It might be my favorite Edgar Wright movie. I think it's the one easily. That, I think for it's, me. I think it's yes. oftentimes the one that gets the most forgotten about. People look at like hot, like Shaun of the Dead, yeah. or Scott Pilgrim. I like. Those movies. I love both of those movies. So Scott Pilgrim's good, and Shaun of the Head's cool. But I think Hot Fuzz is just so fucking perfect. Did they man. do Paul? Did they do? Uh, did they, no, that, no, that's the same no, actor. It's just though. the same actor. Yeah, right. Seth Rogen as Paul. Yeah, and like Ed, the way Edgar Wright makes his comedy is like they're just like they're an extra level of witty. Where like it takes sometimes it takes you a second to get a joke or whatever, which I appreciate the joke yeah, more. Like yeah. remember they kill the there's the actress in Hot Fuzz that they, she's terrible has a terrible laugh yeah, or whatever. <laughs> He's like you murdered Giselle or whatever. I'm like why oh, she murdered Shakespeare? And He's like what? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he confronts the cult finally, yeah, yeah. 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 There's all sorts of like. Great- He's just like, why did you kill these people? Uh, fucking <laughs> Leslie Taylor. He's yeah. like, well, they were moving away, and she was a good gardener. Yeah. If we can't have her, no one can. It's yeah. just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Even dude? there's the two dipshit detectives who don't believe anything that he says. The Andes? Every time he comes in, they're like, fucking puff wanker or whatever. Like they, they fucking <laughs> hate it. him. I love it, dude. And, and it's not until the very, very end, for whatever reason, at that very end, they finally all like click, and they're just like. He's like, I think he's on to something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but great. it takes all that time and then bullshitting. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, everything's a murder when you come from the big city or whatever. <laughs> murder, murder, murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah that shit, it's dude. a fucking great fucking movie. It'll make you laugh. And it's like, it's per- got it's got all the right elements of like a perfect, like, I can't think of a comedy off the top of my head that I like more than that. Now that I'm thinking about it. That's all. Like, I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so fucking glad because I was I was worried when I was like, I was going to bring this movie up, but I was like, I, I, I assumed going off of the way you've been talking about movies that you'd seen that shit. So that's good. But but man, no, I, I, that's how I feel, man. I just I could watch it. I could watch it again tonight and just still fucking yeah. enjoy it. It's just so smart. It's there's like there's like two kinds of movies I have. There's movies that I like. I like or maybe like three. There's like. There's movies that I that I watch that I'm like I want to like analyze this and like I want to understand it on like an emotional level. Yeah, like I've yeah. watched Batman v Superman like a hundred times and dissected every little theme or symbolism reference to something. And there's movies that I just like they're comfort for me that you put on a movie right. and you just want to like relax, whatever. That's one of those or whatever. And yeah. you got to be able to have. Uh, and if a movie can do kind of both of those for you, like the me, like that's like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I have fun with it. But I also appreciate the depth that's in it. Even like watching something as small, like you see like a scene where like Gandalf walks into a room and he's like four feet taller than everybody. And you're like, <laughs> right. how the fuck did they do that? Like, oh, they shot him on a blue screen and then they shot this guy. And then they like all the things that go in and you don't even think about it when you're watching the movie. Like how much effort goes into making something that's just so effortlessly good. It's like when, yeah, you, it's like when yeah. you listen to a song that you're like, oh, the mix in the song is so fucking killer. But in, in like... It, it sounds so effortless, but like all the work that goes into like, you know, making songs sound so dense or so thick or so heavy or so whatever your adjective is like it, it like it's it's like when you when you unmask all the work that goes into it, you uncover this new appreciation. Absolutely. It's a, it's a fucking art, bro. Yeah. Oh, it is. And music music has to be one of the. I don't want to say like worst payoffs because I wouldn't call it that, but, but it's definitely like the lowest, the lowest like play, like time payoff, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. And I mean that in terms of like the hours that you put into it, like you were talking about writing process, recording process, mixing mash, every, every S aspect that takes hours and hours and hours and days that goes into that for you to have 
uh, forty minutes to show for it. Yeah, that that I guess that's what I mean by that. Versus you know, versus where a movie or a show or something, you where you could have you know two hours or a series where you have all these hours. And again, not to say that it didn't take a lot of time because it no, obviously fucking does. But but music tends to have like the seems like the least amount of like play time to show for it, yeah, which, and, is, which and, is kind of interesting to me. I don't know. I like, think music is also the one that's like people take the most for granted. Yeah. Like we that's pay, true. We, we pay, true. we pay musicians and artists and creatives. We pay them like, you know, we don't, they, oftentimes they don't get a wage. Like we pay them pennies, but we yeah. expect our entire culture to be informed by what they do in a lot of ways. Like, if you're a person working on a TV show or a movie, you're probably making enough money where you can eat and have a, have a comfortable life or whatever and have a house or whatever. But right. like, if you're like a person, if you're a musician, like, like what you get paid on Spotify, it's like, it's fucking dick, Oh my God. Like, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's so fucking like, insulting really. Yeah. When you yeah. think about it. And all, not only that, but like, and when I hear people say stuff like, Oh, you should have chosen a better career. But like, I'll see like other, like, yeah, like uh hard work Andes, or if I work hard enough, I'll be a billionaire. Andes like <laughs> right, say right. shit like fucking like, Oh, you should have picked, pick, picked like a more, uh, you know, sustaining career path. And I was like, you know, you say that, but if every musician chose a more safe career path, you would have no music and you would have, right. you would have exactly. no culture that, that our music gives us, whether it's like deep influence music has in our culture, like, like black people and, and like, and like being slaves on plantations and creating like blues music or whatever and how that morphed into jazz and it morphed into rock and roll, like all these things that like influenced our culture and we, we don't value it. Like I, like I, I, I am willing to bet I charge less than any big budget studio out here. And I've had people and I don't, I don't begrudge anybody what they, what they choose to charge anybody. But like, I've had people come in who like paid $1,600 for two songs. They didn't edit guitars. They didn't, they didn't like put the time in to make these songs sound the best they could be because I want people who come to me to be able to take these songs and being like, have a sense of pride when they show it to somebody. Hell yeah. Of course. That's awesome. And like, that's, that's hard to do because like in a lot of ways they're going to take this song and like what they're going to get for it will almost for only for a tiny percent of the population, they're never going to get back what they put into it. That's like, true. I mean, almost, almost. There's, there's. Luck obviously is a well huge, said, well said. Yeah, that was extremely absolutely, well said, man. So I you mean, do, you do have to do it for the love of it, but also yeah. that's not to excuse the fact that like I think that Spotify pays people like when the CEO of Spotify did that article or whatever, and he said like, oh, well, musicians are just gonna have to get used to the fact that you can't just put out an album every two years and expect to make a living. I was like, fuck you. Yeah, what a, like, like. like his whole like every all of his fucking money that he's making is completely dependent on those artists and and I guess podcast people too you know yeah. putting out this content for him. That's to why people go to Spotify. It. So it so if they don't those, go there, they don't go there to listen to the ads you run in between. Yeah, the songs. exactly. They if, go if, there to listen to the content that's there, if, right. and you pay the contents less than the people that like the ads that you run for your ad revenue. Right, which, that's where they make their money, by the way. Of course, yeah. You don't you don't make any fucking money unless you're running ads. Absolutely. Like if but the, if they took his fucking advice and just you know just didn't just fucked off and didn't make shit then he'd be fucking broke eventually too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just slimy, man. Yeah. And it's, I feel like around here, especially there, there is like a heavy stigma, kind of like what you were talking about earlier, where people just have this mentality of like, 
oh well you know it it doesn't pay as much as if you just like went to be uh you went to college and were a doctor or you went to be a welder or something so you should just and not you, even start yeah the follow-up you should just to that give is, up on it yeah. because it it's not gonna pay you immediately and it's yeah. just like and the, the thing you should say when someone says that the follow-up it should be like and that should bother you like that's this, a good is, point is, isn't, yeah isn't that fucked up that we kind of we, we we turn on our music whenever we're doing something around the house, whenever we're driving somewhere, like we have our earbuds in, we're listening to our radio, we're listening to our iPod or whatever. And like how much of your time do you really spend listening to like your music or your podcasts? Now imagine those things not in your life. Right. Imagine how much time or if we took all those chunks of time and just took them out of your life and, and deleted them. Imagine how much time that would be. Like that's an incredible amount of time that we spend on these things that have like a huge impact on our lives. Like you don't think that oh, I'm folding laundry while listening to the new wage war or whatever, but you're folding laundry, listening to music. But if you didn't have that like music there, you would feel that you would feel its absence. It'd be bland. Yeah. It's bland. Like you're yeah. doing a, a fucking mundane task yeah. and you're listening to the music to help it, you know, pass time. I mean, whatever. Uh, it, but yeah, no people. People definitely take that shit for granted all all the time. He yeah. said granite. Yeah, he didn't. He say said granite, bro. Yeah, he that, said granite. Is that a Rick and Morty joke? <laughs> <laughs> Did I say granite? Yeah, you really don't want to take it for granted, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say for granted? <laughs> it's granted with a D. Damn. No, Damn, I feel like a bogus. Uh, so fucking. Uh, <laughs> so now that we're on the topic of music, man. Uh, like Sal, you you do mute. Do you like? I don't know if you like charge or for anything, or you record other artists or any of that stuff. Do you? I mean, I used to, but you know, I didn't get a lot of traffic coming through here by any means. But like, it was cheap as fuck. Like, yeah. I did ten bucks an hour just yeah. to help people See, get I don't music even out there. Bro. I, don't, I shouldn't even say this, but I don't even really charge by the hour unless I absolutely unless it's like a unless it's something that I'm worried is going to be wasting a lot of my time. Right, and then I'll do that. But like, like for Luke, I charge all Luke stuff. But this is I'm I'm giving everyone the dirty secret. Luke, hope you're listening to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I charge Luke by the song. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who come into my studio, they go into studios where like they were charged by the out like the two people that I worked with. They they went in, they recorded a song, they spent like sixteen hundred bucks for like two, I don't know, nine hour days or whatever. Walked out with two demos and like a a a, a, a really quick, like like messy sort of rough mix. And right, I was like, right. Can you imagine going into somebody, especially for the music that we do? Because people have no like people have no idea like the amount of like pop music and stuff like and i'm not shitting on pop music i know it's cool for like the metal head like, oh, i don't fucking listen to billy eilish i listen to billy eilish all the time yeah. <laughs> but, like, but like she's good man yeah but like the amount of editing and time to make those metal tracks sound big and huge it's so much time and like these like imagine being a kid who's never been into a studio before and he goes into a guy who charges you you know i don't know 30 bucks an hour or some shit like that and you tell him like i want to sound like bring me the horizon i want to sound big and huge and knowing what that entails not telling them about it and then still charging them what you do and giving them the product well this doesn't sound like bring me the horizon it doesn't sound like those big huge guitars and everything's tight and where it's supposed to be and i was like yeah because that guy knows there's plenty of producers who i know operate this way and i think it's really it, de it in a way it devalues your own music because you're just taking it for the money which is fine i want people to be paid for their work above anything but like if you know what it's going to take to do that to someone's music, like don't you owe something to them to like 
inform them or like tell them like, Hey, just so you know, like if you want to do it that way, you're going to probably want to track at least four layers of guitars. You're going to make sure they're edited. You're going to do lots of takes of vocals. Like he said, like I don't know, they did one guitar on the left. They did a guitar on the right. They didn't edit any drums. They recorded some bass, recorded like a, a one take of the vocals, did a quick mix of all that stuff and sent them out the door. And I was like, great. You can now take this to nobody. Yeah. We I, had the same. I mean, you can, but they're going to be like, sounds okay. We had that I same mean, they'll experience. Say it, they'll, a lot of times they'll say it sounds okay, even if it sounds awesome, because everyone's taste is different, I guess, or whatever. But like, like that, that's not a release they can take somewhere and show people and be like, Jesus Christ, you, you went in with this and you came out with this. That's incredible or whatever. Whatever the price is, like for $1,000, $500, $200, whatever. Like, but, but $1,600 for two songs that just sound like rough demos. Man, you could have gotten pretty far on your own for free. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Oh, absolutely. And I don't want people coming to my studio and then leaving and be like, "I could have done that for free," because I know they couldn't have. The mo- like when Luca invited me over to your studio, man, and seeing the process and seeing your editing and how you record, like I immediately knew, like if I ever needed a track, needing anything or a collab. I would fucking go to you. Yeah, like fuck yeah, the, baby. The fuck, it, it was fun, dude. You it hear that, listeners? Cool. <laughs> yeah, fucking go to this guy. Like no yeah, shit. Yeah, my studios. Man. By the way, my studio is called uh, Horizon Studios. I'm also partnered with Gallifrey up in Russellville, where we have a second studio, which is where I track like all my all my live guitars. Like I have a whole set, like it's a much nicer studio than mine, but it has like a sound booth for live, doing live guitars and stuff. I got my Mesa cab in there. Like all the a lot of the new stuff I've been doing on with Luke, like the the, re, the retrack of the wind we did, we actually recorded up there mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, I think like one or two other things as well. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, I'm super happy. Uh, that's where I record most of the new dark from day one stuff when we work on it. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy with the stuff that I've been getting out there. I take a lot of pride in, like in, in the stuff that I've done, especially like, like the amount of time it takes to like, like people have no idea just how long it can take to just like edit a track and guitars or whatever. It so take, long. It bro. can take a long time. Yeah. And it depends. Like, of course it depends on how good, the person is like Luke's stuff. Luke's a pretty good player. Don't tell him I said that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luke's a good player. So when he, when he comes in, like it doesn't take me that long to like kind of get everything where it needs to be. Ironically, Luke is really good at playing like his electric guitar, but you put him on an acoustic and tell him to like, make sure you keep the same strumming pattern. Otherwise it's going to sound weird. And that's not going to lock up. And he just can't do it. You know, really? it's, it's so funny yeah. that you say that because we were working on the we, acoustic version of angel. And I was like, yeah, yeah you see, you see this track and I'll solo it. Uh, you're doing it like this thing with this upbeat. And this one, like the exact opposite. See how it's not up at all. <laughs> because we just, you know, we just played our acoustic sets, right? Like we played the chili cook off, uh, and then today, this morning, we just played THV eleven acoustic. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and I mean, it was great. You know, it went good. We we did our rehearsals and everything, but but we rehearsed last night. And JC was busting him out for the same thing because Luke was like, all right, yeah, we're going to play the end of this song like this, blah, 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 whatever. And then JC was like, yeah, you didn't fucking do that. You didn't do it again. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And, and he was like, okay, I'm going to be watching. We're going to do it again. We played it. And then Luke was like, oh, okay, yeah, you got me that time. Yeah. Him, like, well, that was a great yeah. Luke. That is a, de- that is a definite Luke. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, keep it on the, on the down low. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you know Luke, you fucking, yeah, you've heard that yeah, phrase Yeah, if before. you know, you know, bro. <laughs> Dude, Luke's the greatest fucking guy. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. All, right, all the love to Luke. I mean, it's. it's oh, I should give you, <laughs> I should tell you the, uh, the 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 ultimatum I gave him because this is like a thing I don't know why I, I I felt the need to ask him this but I knew his answer would be no and I knew it would be no for a long like a long period you guys are all gonna say yes at some point by the way it's perfectly normal to say yes 
I'm gonna start with Sal. Okay. I'll go around the room. Sal, okay. would you kiss a guy for ten thousand dollars? No. Would you kiss a guy for fifty thousand dollars? Uh, yes. Yeah, of course you would. Fifty thousand. Would you kiss a guy for fifty thousand dollars? Fuck yeah, dude. Would you kiss a guy for fifty thousand dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I say kiss, it's got to be like I don't know, at least five seconds. Your mouth's got to be open. So <laughs> no. Yeah, it's gotta okay. be the kind of it's fifty kiss. fucking okay. thousand yeah. dollars. But, but that, also, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like excited. But yeah, like, I'm not asking 50, you to be attracted. He's excited. Shut the fuck up. Fifty <laughs> <laughs> k though, I'm gonna be like, oh, all right, all right, let's do it. Yeah. You <laughs> asked Luke that question, <laughs> yes, bro. You need to hear the questions that we've tried to fucking ask him. I don't. I'm not gonna say it alive. Yeah, just because it's very inappropriate, but. Off camera, I gotta ask you. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so like, and I asked Luke, and I was like, for fifty thousand dollars, like, no. And I was like, for hundred thousand dollars, no. Two hundred and fifty G's, no. I was like, how much would you have to like, pay? And first of all, like, like I would genuinely consider it for like, cause like, you know how much it's like ten thousand dollars would change my life right now. Yeah, <laughs> I could get yeah, my yeah, car yeah. fixed. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would definitely question it at ten thousand, but at fifty thousand for sure. You're, you're yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And, Luke, and Luke was like two point five billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the Holy fuck are you? If I came to you and I, if, if I had, yeah, with a B, if I had like a briefcase <laughs> full of a million dollars, I just slapped it right down in front of you, Sal. And like, and there was like, you have to kiss this dude. And I was like, I'd show you the money. And I'm like, I would just like leave it on the table. And I'm like, as soon as it's done, you can grab it. There's yeah. nothing that's going to happen. You would of course do it. You know why? Oh, yeah. Cause like, like, and I have a theory. <laughs> I don't know if this is true. I was like, Luke, are you just like wealthy and we don't know about it? Do you not? <laughs> Have a sense of value for like, like how much do you think like a bag of French fries costs at the grocery store? Just like, just ballpark it or whatever. Like, and I was like, and he was like, oh fuck you, Rob. I, I'm a fucking like I I understand like I'm just, I wouldn't do it or whatever. And I was I'm not begrudging him or whatever. I'm not even necessarily saying he like he, oh, he might be like homophobic or something. Like it's not homophobic to not want to kiss someone you're not attracted to or whatever. But I was like, you know it. I was like, why? Like, what if? Okay, Luke, I'll I'll put it this way. And I was like, what if there was like a really poor person right next to you? And you had to just kiss, uh, I don't know, just some random dude on the street. And then the poor kid gets like $50,000. Would you do that? You could fix his life. You could save his life right now. And he was like, no. And I was like, damn. <laughs> damn, Luke. Luke, Luke Shoemaker no. enables poverty. Enables <laughs> poverty. <laughs> okay. So let's close this with the final debate. Fuck you. Okay. Slipknot and Ghost. Slipknot. All the way. And of course, this is all opinion. Yeah, okay, course, we all yeah. have opinions and stuff, but it's just fun to talk I've about. I've only heard like two ghost songs. Oh, fuck. Man. See, oh, see, this is what I'm talking about, Sal. You can't put them against them. He, he doesn't I like, feel he like does. I guess is it's there, over. Hey, wait, tell me. Is there a ghost? <laughs> well, I feel like ghost is... I don't hate ghosts, but it's like... it's They're fine. They're I, good. I like, I like ghosts. Um, do, like, you, you know. do you like the new Slipknot? It's okay. The one that came out today? today. Slipknot is like a band that's aging gracefully. You know, like I still look back at like when Duality came out, I'm like this song is fucking everything. Like, yeah, because yeah. it's like such a huge, big, like boisterous, giant metal track. And the one of the greatest uh, music videos ever. Yeah, they just trash a fucking. Yeah. It's so good. Like, like that era of Slipknot to me is like some of the best metal ever recorded. I don't care how much you love Iron oh, Maiden. Yeah. Iron Maiden. It, I mean, it's like, re it was revolutionary for the time. Like, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't really deny whether you that whether say you like them or not. Yeah, whether you want to say it's like new metal or whatever, like, it's just, it's fucking awesome. Even if you don't like their new music today, you have to appreciate what they've done. I absolutely oh, appreciate it, like, everything, like a, this, everything before. This new song came out. This new song came yeah. out today. And I promise you, Every single person at that concert tonight is going to sing the lyrics to it, whether it sucks or not. 
Probably. Maybe. I mean, and that, that you got to think it, about. It's my that. understanding that Ghost isn't like a metal band, though, right? Not really. They're like the Beatles. Uh, not by classification, eh. though. I mean, musically, they're a lot more in line with like rock and classic rock, almost pop in some instances. Okay. Yeah. They're like the Beatles, but like satanic. I, li- I like Ghost. <laughs> wrong with that. I like no, not Ghost, at all. obviously. Like, I, I don't listen to him as much now. Like, I was a much bigger Ghost fan, really, like a couple years ago or so. I love Meliora. Uh, saw him live, and it was fucking awesome. But obviously, if I'm going to pick one, it's going to be Slipknot. E- even, I mean, Slipknot up until the past, like, I, I don't know, however many years now, uh, I mean, is one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, yeah. They were up there. They, they, like, for the longest time, like, in my, like, I would say, like, formative years of, like, getting into metal and playing drums, like, they were, like, my second favorite band. Joey was a huge influence. I fucking love them. Because, and, but it was because of those first four albums. I mean, they're fucking quintessential, well, the, the, man. The thing is, though, if you if you take if you take colors out of a, a painting and then add different colors, it's not going to be the same painting. Yeah, like they they've had three member changes now, and which is crazy to think since '99 they've only yeah, had fucking yeah. three. But it's still good. It's still good music. And you know they're all getting older. Things are changing. And Slipknot's like to me like one of those bands that like I there are bands that who I whose music I love, but I have no real impulse to see them live kind of thing. Dude, that's huh. kind. Of, they're, huh. kind of, they're kind of like one of them. <laughs> no, like, bro, I, I bro, love no, 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 no. You need to go see them live <laughs> oh. right today. I can't. I'm tell, it, no, it's fucking amazing. I'm here on the Lobster Party podcast. I can't go anywhere. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, need, next you ain't time, going no, nowhere. You need, to go see, you need to go see Slipknot live right now. I probably will. You need to like, see Ghost they, first. If they were playing at a show I was at, like, oh, cool, I get to see Slipknot. But I, I never like search out the Slipknot tour. I'm like, I'm going well, to no, this Well, no, of like, course not. Yeah, I've done I that understand. for like I've done that for like Kill Switch or something like they that. Were that, that, that I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were there. They were there. They're on tour with Kill Switch right now. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Code Orange. I've seen Slipknot. <laughs> Wait, was I gonna? No, I've only, I've only you seen them be, once. You know what would be a better like? I, like, I have. Like, I feel like we should just do conspiracy theories instead of doing. Pull up the picture <laughs> of, uh, okay. of the Slipknot v Ghost because I feel like we might enjoy that more. It's Corey over. Corey Taylor I mean, is Slipknot secretly one, three out of three out of four. Corey Taylor is secretly uh, Poppy Emeritus four. No, the fuck he's not. It'd be better. <laughs> no, I love Ghost. I actually do like Ghost, but they're no. It's gonna in, be, it's in, gonna in Psycho Sinner's a... way better. Then Slipknot. Whatever. No, Slipknot's dude. new song. I mean, look, I appreciate everything Slipknot's done, but we their are not your song. We are not, not your kind. Bad. And it's their new song, it's terrible. It's great. It's terrible. It's great. Terrible. And their new song is okay. The only things They're, keeping them, the only things keeping them relevant is just their marketing abilities. Oh, you mean like Ghost's whole career? No. <laughs> Bull fucking <laughs> shit. We got a Grammy back in like 2013. Pull up the picture, bro. Okay. The, the or get out. <laughs> It'll be a short conspiracy theory segment, but well, so, so Rob, does uh, does this picture trigger you? What, the what fuck? did you do, <laughs> Patrick? I didn't do nothing. How did you do that? I didn't even know my computer could do that. Strike two, Patrick. That's strike two. <laughs> oh, that I figured out something you couldn't. Just <laughs> like no, just you, like, you couldn't do it. Just again. like just like we proved that Slipknot's better than Ghost. False. Does this picture trigger you, Rob? <laughs> I don't think it triggers me. Like it looks like a painting. Like, it looks like a, like a Monet with and someone like superimposed. A it definitely UFO looks fake. Definitely I don't think looks it looks fake, bro. Fake, What's so fake about it? Well, like just because it's fake doesn't mean you can't create a real flying saucer. I just think it's hilarious that people think aliens would fly around and something like that. What makes I, you think that, bro? I understand that. I understand that. Like, we see all these great representations of, like, technology. And, like, imagine how our cars have changed. But yeah. all, we all, we're just, like, we're, we're showing the same, like, the same flying, flying saucers saucer from the yeah. 1950s. <laughs> they're, like, just, they're just hiding in plain uh, sight. You wouldn't think that they would 
being that, but maybe they maybe do. they are because it's like, what if they've had that technology like, for like a how, million years? That's the, like the the pinnacle of technology. I, I thought about this. What if this is an early series model and they've like you know ganged up? Why to would like, they be flying it? Like my, my point is, I think about like how like we do space travel. We 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 launch ourselves with the space shuttle. The space shuttle detaches. We launch into like little the thing, and then this thing detaches, and then takes you there, and then you launch yourself back, and you crash. Like like you would think that like like if we're looking at an alien civilization that also discovered space travel, why would it look like that and not something more akin to what we what already it, know space travel? What if it's looks deeper like? than that? What if it has to do with their economy on their planet? What if that's like a cheap way of building spaceships to where they're able to space travel like that, but save money on building spaceships like it's got to look like why that. i mean i like there's so many things about like an alien civilization that like aliens are the one conspiracy theory that i'm like i'm kind of like okay with for the most part because usually they don't devolve into like some sort of like crazy right-wing nationalism where people are storming, right. <laughs> where people are storming the capital and be like donald trump won by by 110 million votes or something and I'm like okay bro but like like, like yeah because there was a gray man in the saucer that yeah. made this shit happen or but something yeah like, but like, like yeah but like link. i can believe that aliens are probably real but i believe like if if there's two possibilities an alien civilization would either be so advanced we wouldn't even know what we're looking at like, like they would like when you said like, hey, do you guys have money here? Like, what's mon- money? What is money? What do they mean when they say money? Like, <laughs> looking, or like, or like they wouldn't like. You guys ever seen the movie like Arrival? Yes, that's a good example of like how an alien civilization wouldn't even be something you could comprehend. Like the way they talk to each other, weird inky blots that make yeah. circles. Yeah. And you're like, what? We've talked about that in the past, like on on the episodes where we've talked about that shit before. Where or it was aliens like- would be. Very much like us. Yeah, they, they would look they, like they, us. Yeah, they assume that they're just like these like gray men or whatever. But it's like, I mean, there's a good chance that we. Obvi- I mean, obviously, we don't know what the fuck they look like. So going off of these assumptions that are based off of theories from the 40s is really like arbitrary and limiting because it's yeah. like there's so many possibilities of what the fuck because they could either, actually be. Either the creation of life is like super rare or it's super like mundane. And there's a lot of stars yeah. out there in the galaxy or in the universe or whatever. A lot of stars. A lot of planets close enough to those stars as ours are to have like that Goldilocks zone where you're right, right. not too hot, not too cold to, to to spawn life. But maybe life only tends to develop in ways similar to our own. So I think yeah. the very the likelihood of a advanced civilization kind of looking and talking more or less like us is probably very accurate. This guy, he's <laughs> you're a fucking very doing intelligent basic, guy. Doing basic math. <laughs> the spot, baby. Yeah, man. Rob came in here and stole the fucking show. Man. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> but okay, okay. Let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, just for a little more. What's what are we talking about? What's a controversial conspiracy? Like, aliens is fun because it's kind of harmless, but like, uh, what's a conspiracy? Like, a conspiracy or it's like contentious or whatever. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to divide. Like, because I, I like, I make, like, Luke does this to me all the time. He's like, Rob, you should debate like Ben Shapiro. Like, you'd be like really good at it or something. I'm like, I feel like I would pull my hair out and scream at like the nonsense some people believe. Like, some people, like, uh, like, here, here's one that I actually probably would be, consi- I would consider believing because I think there's a lot of stuff that doesn't quite line up. But like, I don't think JFK was just killed by Lee Harvey Oswald. Really? Oh, no shit. Interesting. Okay. But I believe that not he did kill Mayor McCheese. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's true. I, because I believe that like uh, like if you look at like a lot of Lee, like the stuff that happened after JFK was shot and like how Lee Harvey Oswald was killed, like it does seem it does reek of conspiracyism or whatever. But like when people were like when COVID was happening, like COVID's caused by five G, and they would put up a map of all the five G 
where all the oh a lot of the five G towers are. And then I'd be like, you know, those are just populate. I could put up a map of all the Domino's pizzas, and it would look exactly the same because you just all the big spots on the map that are lighting up are just where the most people live. Because of right. course that's where they would put the towers. Like you're you're reverse engineering your yeah. your, your, your causality. There's not a bunch of towers in Nevada and Odessa, Texas. You know how many people no live in South Dakota? There. Like yeah, Fifty thousand yeah. people live in South Dakota. <laughs> right? Yeah. Of course, like there's, there's no five 000- G there. Yeah, yeah. It, it I, yeah, shit like that. There, and there was the shit there for a little bit where, uh, like at those town hall meetings, there was like a woman who was trying to convince everyone. That the vac the COVID vaccine oh, made, made a magnet, yeah, it made it turned her into a magnet, and she shows in her fucking whole like argument plot or whatever was she had a key, you and know, then like she a could house stick key. it to her, and then she, it wouldn't yeah, it do it, sticking, and then yeah. she was like, oh, it's not yeah, doing it like, now, oh, but it was uh, doing it earlier, earlier, like, I was sure a, it was, I was a fucking magnet, sure it was, just walking sweetie. through like Home Depot tool section, and just <laughs> like, <laughs> like nah, dude, yeah. what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's a conspiracy theory you guys are prone to believe? Maybe you don't necessarily believe it, but you can maybe see how. Aliens tend to be the biggest one we talk about. But I, that's think. Not, I feel like that's not really a conspiracy because I don't think the government covers, really tries to cover it up. I feel like, because here's how I know, like, I was watching a thing last night about, uh, there's a there's a great YouTube channel called Corridor Crew where they are, they're visual effects artists and stuntmen and they break down visual effects and stunts and stuff in movies. Uh, and one one thing they did, just to like piss everybody off, we're going to show you that ghosts aren't real. We're going to look at all this ghost footage from people on the internet and show you that it's visual effects or it's a guy just off frame with a black string that you can't see. Like, yeah, it's all yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But it's like so many people like really believe in it and stuff. And I was like, like, isn't it a coincidence that, like, all this footage is always grainy and out of fucking focus and, like, you can't see any? Every- That's how I feel about fucking, uh, what is it, like, Bigfoot footage. Yeah. It's yeah. always shot on, like, a fucking Nintendo 3DS <laughs> from, like, two miles away yeah. in the woods. There was and, that, what yeah. was that Mitch Hedberg joke? I'm scared of Bigfoot because that means there's this large out of focus monster yes, out there. Yes, yes, <laughs> dude. Whether you, you don't know how close well, he is. But whether you believe in ghosts or not, like, there, I've had several paranormal crazy experiences not on camera of course like there's a bunch of shit that you see it's not, it's all bullshit but i've lived through enough that like i know that there's something we had else. an episode yeah. on that yeah uh, a like while I, back I'm, actually a long time it's, ago it's, i hate to be neil degrasse tyson and be like i don't believe you well neil degrasse, <laughs> neil degrasse tyson may be smart but he hasn't experienced everything but see that, in in the in the world and mm, that's just fact that's what gets me the most about um go like ghost and paranormal stuff it intrigues me um, but I haven't seen a single thing that has convinced me that it's like for sure real. And I haven't had any personal experiences with it. However, I know so many people that are so like, so passionate about like experiences that they've had in the past and they, and at the same time, they don't really have a reason to lie about it. Everyone so that, has a reason to lie about it. I can tell you right now. I, 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 right I understand now. what you're saying. I, cer- I, what you're I saying. certainly don't have any reason to lie about this. Not yeah. only that, but dude, well, it's remember, not necessarily like a lie, but it's like, go, wouldn't it go, be interesting if go kind go of live thing. in Toll, Arkansas, and you'll you'll start <laughs> believing in ghosts. I, I, I lived in Toll you. for most of my life, dude. But not, I never saw shit. Man. Not only it's that, it's not just seeing it; it's just weird occurrences, like seeing it change people, seeing it like, not even not not even seeing like a full spectrum, but like experiencing. A fucking cup flying out of nowhere and having no I was I was a kid, but I was just the sick. wind. The wind inside my house the wind blew by Luke a fucking by Luke Shoemaker. Yeah. It was a yes. foreshadowing <laughs> of the song y'all remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you that I, I'm not making this. I up. believe you and 120%. It, it, it fucking flew, and my stepmother got on to me thinking that I did it when I didn't. I believe you saw a cup move. I don't believe the I ghost didn't see a cup, cup move. <laughs> I didn't see it. 
it just, I was sitting right beside me and it fell, it was laying right beside me. So you felt the cup. I was watching a movie and the fucking cup just flew. And hit the fucking wall out of my peripheral vision. I believe that you met, you probably saw. So that you think the wind? <laughs> do you think the wind? Well, the, the, inside it's not, it's, my house, the AC. It's not about what I'm I believe. It's not air, about sir. what I believe, sir. It's about what's plausible. It's about and what it's, you can prove in court. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be plausible. Hey, what, what if what if this? I whole didn't say time, plausible. I said plausible. What it, if this whole time his mom just pulled a prank on him? Yeah, <laughs> she threw no, the cup and was like, "Patrick, no, she, no. why would you do that?" Was, no, no, that's she, literally more likely than like a specter did it. <laughs> well, it, no, that's not what happened because she was in the kitchen. How do you know that? Because I was fucking <laughs> there. Do you have any siblings? Were you there? Do you have any brothers? Do you have any brothers? Were you there? Do you have any brothers or sisters? If you have brothers and sisters, how do you know your brother and sister didn't just show up and you're? I was like, I'm gonna fuck with them right now. Because nobody was there but me and her. How do you know? Because <laughs> how could you I know could, that if they weren't if you couldn't see because them, you I was there. there were you there I'm not saying oh, I was then there shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude so not only that but you remember uh, that uh, video we saw of uh, natural state paranormal shout out to them uh, yeah they were at the I believe it was the Chidester house where like that cup fucking moved and there was no way to fucking edit that shit like no fucking way like, oh but the possible and the wind and the <laughs> well, what about like? I mean, like, do you have an idea like how like how many of these oh videos are exactly like that? Like when they were breaking down these videos. Oh, I'm afraid. It's like, <laughs> it's like a, no, it's not possible. <laughs> it's a security camera, and the security camera shows like one of your lobster party things go like this, and like it's impossible. <laughs> like, you know what it is? It, you take a little needle with a black thread, and then you get off camera, and you just go like yeah, and then like and then that's it. Because they're very hard to show up on like like those little skinny pieces of sewing thread or whatever. Yeah, they're super hard to show up on cameras especially when they're really shitty like yeah. fucking like like not go your gopros are very nice but like whatever like a security cameras stuff looks yeah like. i saw the one of the funniest instances of that i saw like uh and, and it was like obviously fake like th- this was like like youtube vlogger turned yeah. fucking paranormal like expert oh, like, the like it's over, just a over fucking, the matter it's of just a, a fucking grift yeah <laughs> yeah like there, this whole thing like it, I, like this was you know obviously like this was like intended to, well i want to say i don't want to say intended to be fake like it was obviously fake, but he was trying to pull it off like it was, you know, real kind of thing. And they essentially like scene for scene, like frame for frame, like stole the scene in Paranormal Activity where that bitch gets dragged out of the bed by her leg or whatever. Yeah. And they Here- did that to him like like with like a like a string basically. But you can see like on the edge like where they had the green screen like lined up with the room or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like you can see like he had this fucking bottle of like jerk off lotion on his bed frame that was split in half. And then all of a sudden, as soon as he went off camera, it goes, and then just uh, like pops back in the frame and shit. Um, it, it just like shit like that. And then there was like another video where he like tried to like call somebody about the ghost, but like he was trying to frame it like the ghost like intercepted with the call, but he just called a fax machine because it was just doing like the. <laughs> bullshit yeah. like <laughs> i mean look if, I you, if you can it's use, just funny if man. they can do a movie like paranormal activity with visual effects and stuff like oh they do that they can fake anything Those movies i mean are made for nobody yeah. <laughs> i mean well, well that's part of the problem though is like i f- there there is like you know just talking in terms of theoreticals you know if there's like the pot any kind of possibility of like paranormal activity or something it's 
it's muddied by these people creating this fake shit to like and make that's what, it that's look what I was goofy, saying. Yeah, because they get like a, a million, thousand, billion. Yeah, they do it because they get it's ad revenue, views. baby. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, basically, like, yeah, you're right. There's plenty of fake shit out there, but until you actually experience something like that, you can't like just capture it on film because you don't know when it's gonna happen. Rob, what if we went on a ghost adventure one one day? I despise those shows so much. I would literally, <laughs> I would literally refuse before you got the whole sentence out of your mouth. <laughs> Damn, bro. Dude, I could say, like, hey, Rob, do you want to go into this haunted plate with cameras? And like, no. <laughs> what, <laughs> to what, the rest what, of your sentence. What if, we, what if we went somewhere and we didn't have cameras? I would sleep in the Amityville Horror House. I've got a place you can naked, sleep at. locked <laughs> in the closet. I, I, know, I, know I don't give a fuck. I don't believe in any of it. And I love being the smug asshole. Like, yeah, you believe that? I can't wait to debunk so, it. But what hey, what would to- be so funny, though? Is if because I mean I'm a little more on your side in terms of the skepticism. I totally get that. Yeah. But it'd be funny, you know, just theoretically, like if we went and did it, and you had like it's kind of a movie tropeish thing at this point, where if we like went and did it, and you're like that the whole time, and then some shit happens, and, and all of a sudden you're like, like oh my I would God. probably do oh that. Oh just to God. fuck just with you guys. <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like, I'm fucking God damn. <laughs> like I, I would come in the room, and I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. I promise you. <laughs> and, and then, like right as I leave, I look at my girlfriend and be like. I promise you, if you went out to China Grove and you went out there for a fucking night, you may, you may. I will go out to China Grove. I will make a bonfire. I will dance around. No, no fire. No, no. And all the demons. Just go out. No, just go out there in the dark. And you may, may nothing may no, happen to you, but I promise you, you will fucking be terrified. Oh, like I'm not saying that, like the I'm not saying like it's like I wouldn't get scared. Oh, I'm it's saying scary. I don't believe it. It's it's a it's a fucking cemetery out in the middle of fucking bauxite that you ain't even allowed to be there. Yeah, we and went there's one re- time. There's reasons for that, and I would the love the cops. Probably the cops and the city ordinances. No, no, like no, really, like the gate, like is always closed, and there's always a cop and, and car it, sitting in front. Yeah, of it's yeah, because yeah. The, the, the gun range, the gun range, that the the police. Oh own yeah, that. yeah. Right beside it. Yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. big thing that like takes it out of me too is like when you look at like horror movies that are based on true events or whatever, <laughs> and like. When you look at like a movie like A Haunting in Connecticut or the Conjuring movies, they're all fucking liars. Like the Warrens from The Conjuring, they're a bunch of frauds. They're just like they just spent their career lying to people and it's like just, it's failed just... upwards into having movies popularize like all these things. Like the, the the Conjuring in Connecticut, I don't know if you remember that movie. Yeah. So like this it was about a kid who was experiencing like paranormal like things and like ectoplasm and all this stuff and like uh, the kid had a hit. Well, they don't tell you in the movie. The kid had like a. Uh, they tell you in the movie, but they don't tell you the other part of it. Like the kid had a history of mental illness. They thought it was just his mental illness or whatever. And then, like when they were talking with like uh, like investigators or whatever, it's like, did you experience any like paranormal like uh, phenomena after you were on like your psychology medi- or psychological medication? And he was like, oh no. And then the mom made him hang up the phone. Damn. Because like yeah, it's all bullshit. Like yeah, all yeah. these great ghost stories are all based on nonsense or whatever. And the mo- the ones that are like that are not based on nonsense are so old that like you, you don't really necessarily trust the veracity of the story that like, this prison from the 1700s is haunted. It's like, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, because like everyone around is dead and it's old. like, no one makes up a ghost story. That's like 12 years old where the ghost is asking for the Wi-Fi password or something yeah. like, like, like the, yeah, they're all old and clanky with chains and candles and stuff like no, that. I see, totally but, see, that's understand the thing. that. That's the thing. I, I, totally I never experienced that. I never saw anything like that. I know. I, you know, the I, whole world is about I, you, no, man. What I'm saying though is that there is, some, there is something else. There has to be. There, when we die, there's Why does there energy. have to be? 
I because there's energy. We're constant energy. It has to go somewhere, doesn't it? Yeah, it goes back into the earth or whatever when we die. Oh, so it can't come back out? It can't just be floating orb of energy? Out, I'm sure it comes out as like, you know, trees and stuff. Like the energy goes into other things or whatever. No, that's 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 completely, that's seed. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that's what makes a tree, guy. I'm saying like what I'm well, saying. Wait, 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 so when an animal, I'm, when an I'm animal not... dies and decomposes into the ground, its energy goes into the ground and then Mate, it, comes and back, the, and then it, it disperses that? into the soil well, and comes that, back as trees. Well, yeah, I understand that's what how, you're like, saying. That's how, like, but that's, at the same time, that's just, that's just like fucking decomposing, like so why does making it, why, the soil How come there rich? are no ghost dogs or ghost cats? How do you know? I've never seen one. You never seen I've one. never seen maybe, one. Maybe you've heard one. Bro, that's a good question. Know, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, you haven't? No. So you don't know what a dead dog sounds like? It sounds like a fucking live dog, guy. Yeah, I'm saying I haven't heard. I, yeah, so I'm, how do you know? I've you never heard, been like, how do you where's know? the barking coming from? Oh, nothing? <gasps> no, you probably <laughs> like, you're like, oh, there's a dog out there, but there's no dog. Yeah, that's never happened. You're correct. Maybe. Because all dogs how do go to know? heaven, bro. How do you know, <laughs> they, how do you know that? Here? How do you know here? that? Because I've, you... I've never heard a dog and then walked like have walked you, wait, into the wait, other wait. side of my room. Like, where'd that bark come from? And then there's nothing there. Have you ever heard a dog and then like, you know. Yeah, the neighbor's you dog. You never saw the dog? <laughs> Yeah, my neighbor's dog. But how, I know the dog's you know, there. How do you know the neighbor's dog? Okay, so dead? every time you hear like a how distant you know barking way in the distance, dead? you you know that that bo- that dog isn't there. If it's a do- is it the dog barking like five miles away, you're like that's a ghost dog. <laughs> so wait, I got I got a serious. By the time I get there, it'll be gone. Serious. But I know for sure it's a ghost dog and not a real dog that I just can't see. You like, don't, well, why you do you jump to believe like it's a ghost dog? It could like, be a ghost dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's just what spike. I'm saying. <laughs> it's yeah. just Spike next that's just, door. That's man. just Rover. How do you know Spike door? isn't dead? Bro, I, I hate uh, I hate to cut it short, but that's really about all the time. Yeah, we got. pretty much. But uh, I think that camera died fuck, actually. Man. Oh, right on. <laughs> but um, but goddamn, it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, Rob, thank you so much for for joining us on Lobster Party. Um, go ahead, just like one. You have anything like final thing? Any you want to plug yourself again? All that good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So I have a, a podcast. It's mostly on YouTube and iTunes or iPod or Apple Podcasts or whatever. Uh, called the Movie Date with Rob and Matt. Me and my friend Matt McGuire. We've been doing. We're gonna have like our hundred something episode coming up. Mm. I, I like need to get on that. Uh, anyway, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Facebook as well. We're on there. We uh, we talk to people on there as well. And I run a studio called Horizon Studios. Uh, if you're a, and I also uh, work with Gallifrey up in Russellville. If you're a musical artist out there and you wanted to, like you know, you have a bunch of great musical ideas and you haven't had a chance to get them, you know, fleshed out or whatever, and you're not confident enough, uh, it's always good to lean on another person who knows what they're doing. You know, it's that's uh, how I learned, and it can be how you learn. And come on out. You know, you have to pay for it. It's the only catch. I don't do it for free. But like, <laughs> I think I'm very affordable. So if you wanted to come out Hell and yeah. record a song, I would Hell do it yeah. for you. Well, awesome, man. Rob, thank you so much again for coming. Um, and thank you all for listening or watching Lost Your Party Podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to come on again, to be honest with you. 100%, dude. Oh, you will. Ghost exist. Ghost exist. <laughs> okay. Okay, real quick, because I know like next, ne- when Luke's coming on, like it's gonna be pretty much like Luke Shoemaker. We're gonna like do his music and stuff like that. Yeah, but we need a episode strictly on this subject that we're ending on. Okay, like we need it. Yeah, on, on ghosts, on go- ghost dogs, <laughs> oh, alien, oh, <laughs> alien. Oh, God, go- I'm gonna research so much shit. I'm listen, gonna bring like a stack of papers. Listen, <laughs> listen. Explain this, you piece of shit. Ghosts on the floor. exist, and the moon is fake. Okay, let's go. All right, good night. Bye. Right, get the fuck out. The moon is fake. <laughs> <laughs>